Lads, I hit a woman. Good. In my car the other day. Ah, oh, nice. No, no joke thing. I really did. So I was in the car park for Lidl, and I. It was uh, Millie, wasn't it? That's right. She's dead. You hit her. No. Um. What happened was, is no, that I, some guy in front of me started backing up. So then I had to quickly reverse, and I heard this goom, <laughs> and um. Uh, some woman came around to the front window. She's like, "You just hit me with your car," and I was like, "I know. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry." And uh, that guy in front of me was reversing. She's like, "I know. I'm about to have a word with him," and she went ahead and then started arguing with him through the window. And then I just drove around them and parked. What is this? I thought there was some cheeky punchline or something. No, it's just a real thing. I actually hit a woman in my car. What a physical yes. woman, not a car. Not yeah, a woman, no, a woman. Car. Was for some reason in the car park, walking in the middle of the road, and then I. Well, smashed into her. I'm really sorry that happened to you, but like Harrison, that's a bit. Who the old woman? That's a bit extreme. What's she doing walking in the middle of the road anyway? Right? A. Yeah. Her fault. B. The guy in front yeah. of me started reversing. What am I going to do? Beep. Damage beep? My... Do you not beep? Of course I beat. But oh. he didn't stop. But he just carried on. In addition to that, um, what, what would I rather damage? My car? Or a woman. Exactly. <laughs> that, that was the situation I was weighing up in my mind. Nothing here. of value was lost except that poor woman's life. When she died of her injuries later on. No, it was very, very slow. I was in a car park. It must have been like one mile an hour. You but, hit uh, me with your car. <laughs> but the noise it made was something else. Really? Yeah. It was, I, I, think, I think it might have been that she slapped the back of the car to warn me that I was crushing her slowly. <laughs> we started the podcast. Though. Shut up. <laughs> This is part of it. Sean, that's such a Sean, this is what sort of pub no, talk. This, this is what we refer to in the industry as a cold open, Sean. Um, what it means is like it's a little bit that goes in before the intro. That's sort of a funny story that you sort of just jump into. Oh, what's a funny story? It's yeah, it's a good, good cold open. I thought it's kind of cold open. It's sort of uh, happened for like, most of the but podcast. But Sean's, Sean's life. Na- yeah, yeah, like yeah, that we've done all the time. It's a snappy joke, but like today that was really snappy. No, it could just be an amusing story from one of the hosts' life. You see, what it does no, is it was um, amusing. It, it was amusing. It was a roller coaster. I enjoyed it. It wasn't a roller coaster. It was in a car park. Yeah, for starters, you're not even listening. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings and welcome to the 3T RPG podcast. My name is Harrison Blunt, and with me is James Clark. Riddle Muskiddle. And of course, what was that? I hit my chin on the DM screen. Okay, right. And of course, we got Sean Hunt. What's going on? It's Big Spliffy himself. Yeah. And um, this is an RPG podcast <laughs> all about tabletop RPGs. And today, we've got a fucking jam packed show today, James. You won't even know some of this, but. Oh, mate, I love jam. And I love packing. Mm, Fudge packing. <laughs> Actually, we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna be doing feedback, news punch, uh, where we talk about the news. We're gonna be do what you say, and where we talk about what we've been playing. And of course, Sean has got a new conspiracy corner for us. He texted me today saying, "Can I do conspiracy corner?" And I said, "Of course you can." Oh, better be good. And we got Dragon or Blagging, one of our uh, regular items. So uh, we're gonna do um, Dragon or Blagging, Lord of the Rings, and then we're gonna go into your electro letters. Um, James, would you mind like lowering your expectations a bit? If that's well, Sean, you can't bring in the segment in it. To be, be honest, that section, that segment, it's been so long since we've done it. Know, I'm yeah. excited as well, Sean. Right, cool. like, sure, I really right. am. We're pumped up. Oh, but let's do some feedback. The feedback side. The feedback side. Yes, bitch. The feedback side. Feedback. It's the feedback section. Aim. 
He says, uh, cheers for putting out a new episode. I listen to their shows at the gym and I'm now noticing that me stopping going there correlates perfectly with you taking a hiatus from producing the show as regularly. Uh, that iron ain't going to pump itself, you know, bros. <laughs> so he listens to this to pump him up for the gym. That's fucking mental. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense yeah, at all. It's the opposite, really, with RPGs and podcasts, really, isn't it? Actually, I've just realised why. We must irritate him so much. Because usually you listen to something that like he's on the treadmill. He listens to this and he's like, "That is fucking annoying." I'm gonna go get him, and he starts running really fast. Yeah, or he's just like, "That's oh, really pissed me off." These guys really anger me. I'm gonna fucking. So you do go some to the gym, deadlifts. James? Is that like a thing? Do you do anger anger gym? Like if you've had an argument with your wife because something you've done? Let's be honest. You you are the one that's done it. I'll tell you what. If you're pissed off, it really helps. <laughs> it genuinely helps. I bet it does. Also, I can sort of imagine uh, like James, you're like sort of sultry voice coming in, and then like me jumping in, and then he him, like him getting angry and just like going just going ham on the. Well, because like, he's listening to something fucking dumb you've said, and then he's just like he's uh, going uh, it. And he's like, ah, oh, Sean, ah, and then he does a new like personal best. Oh, or I'm something. glad I can inspire. You know. I don't think it's inspired. It's you do you really despire? Deeply anger. Yeah, you despire. Very anger. <laughs> but no, I don't. That's cool to know that you listen to it whilst at the gym. I hope it's. Uh, I hope it helps you out. But that is a bit fucking weird. No offense. No, that's cool. That's cool. Um, also, yeah. we we uh, we reviewed Wraith Fu, the goth RPG, in our last episode, right? Yeah. Boy. And it was one of the dumbest, stupidest, <laughs> uh, sex crimey settings we've ever reviewed, right? Talking about as family friendly. Yeah, if that family is all Jimmy Savile and his mates. <laughs> um, but Sean, uh, did you know yeah. this bloke Alex O one three one three? He says what? Sean would love the visual novel adaptation. Right. <gasps> Yeah, Sean. There's that a visual sounds, novel that of sounds it. like right. you're excited about. He it. actually I'm is. It. I'm playing it, and I'm going to review it. Well, here's the right, thing. Right, you heard it here first. No, this is right. this. It's probably a catch, though. No, 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 no. It's just no. You should play it. But I was just thinking. Because there, this is a little twist. We are going to be doing... You, you guys don't even know this. This is just in my head that this, uh, <laughs> this discussion has taken place. Cheers, mate. We're going to be doing some streams soon. And I'll, I'll, that'll be more details in the next episode. But Sean, you should stream that and give your thoughts on it. As a... You've played thousands of visual novels. You should yeah, stream man. it. Oh, yeah. But you should goff yourself we? up. Well, we, oh. oh, yeah, definitely. Imagine that. Just Sean being like... With like a full face of like kiss-level makeup. Just playing that, that fucking oh my game. god yeah yeah that'd be great Sean so rock and sad we'll <laughs> <laughs> it's just writes itself really to be honest yeah, uh, right we're doing that James remember that because I won't Good. Yeah, yeah yeah I've remembered and uh, speaking of Wraith through Moonbeam he comes in and he says uh, <laughs> he says thoughts the burp was the most revolting thing I ever heard if you recall correctly on the last episode I burped midway through one of the bits I'd written down about Raythu and, and I was like just ignore it and so uh, in the setting <laughs> it just got left in he says it's worse than Daft Punk uh, it's not yeah it was a good burp it was a good burp man Sean is known as Belch well, and also if you were, he is we call him Belch at the game because he's always doing it and uh, to be honest mm. I'm going I'm, I'm gonna to be honest like, uh, that does make me a little bit of a hypocrite because I burped and recorded it but Sean <laughs> I'm sorry I, the way I, I, got, I got so angry I actually and I haven't done this in years but I got so angry I actually punched Sean didn't I at the last game <laughs> oh that was um, and it was accidentally really hard I am sorry about that <laughs> it so made such I was, a cool sound look though. and this is fucking weird oh, and I was never even going to mention this on the podcast but it's come up now right and this is fucking weird because Sean 
you let's be honest right you are oh. weird and what what he does right is he does these burps but he manipulates it to make very strange sounds one What's of the noise i just made yeah like that noise james just really did so like, he does this like he's about to burp and he puts his head down you know like it's like he's trying to hide it you know like when you yeah, when you kind of trying to cough me, to the right, side sean right, shut up me, right don't start shut speaking up, over shut everyone shut up let me explain. Shut up, bro. I don't need to explain. Yeah, so he'll, he'll tuck his head into his shoulder and he'll go, or something like that, right? And it, no, it's fucking weird. But I was walking past him and he did one right in my fucking face. Yeah, I and I, 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 no, I, it was an accident. I just I would never do that. To be honest, I very rarely get so angry that I react in a physical way. But I just no, hit but, Sean. I punched no, you three I times, didn't, didn't I? I was like walking. Like I was just like I was just like I couldn't help. He was standing on his own, and I walked past him, and he went. It's like imagine if you're out at a restaurant and you're eating. Not to wait your son out. No, imagine. Imagine if you. That's not it, though, is it? Because why do you do it in other places then? Yeah. What? No. No, but the way another good way to explain how he does it is if you're eating hot food and it's piping hot, you're in a restaurant and you're trying to cover your mouth and blow it to the side so you don't blow in front of the person you're opposite. He it. It does. It's kind of like that. But that's what a polite person would yeah, do. Yeah, but you know? that's what Sean. That's what he looks like. He's doing like, <sighs> like to the yeah, side. But yeah, what but he does is, like, expression. Wait um, a minute. Wait a minute. No, it's just occurred to me that he might be talking. He might be talking about those clips that we played of you burping. It yeah. was from the from the game where you ate, where you drank that health water and. Uh, that's another th- no, oh, yeah. no, no, because we record these so infrequently now. Right. There's so many fucking things there's, I could I could embarrass look, you with. It's either no, you or you, and no, I'm pointing wait. at both of these idiots. No, but wait, I haven't done fucking. I, I haven't done anything. Can I have a? Can I can have a what? Can I have a, a chance? Can I have a chance to explain? About my burps. If it takes less so, than for twenty seconds, so go. this is definitely going to be a fucking so lie. We have a lot of snacks in the game, right? And it's um, not good enough. Yeah, so all of us burp, of yeah, science. and none of us do it in that way. But carry on. Yeah, but like my burps are quite massive, and um, so I try and like make them less. No, you horrible. can make it go. <sighs> Sean, you're not in a relationship at the moment, are you? Um, Never will be. What, oh, I do you, that's, that's a bit much. But, <laughs> Sorry, uh, you know, but my point is, my point is, when you do these fucking dangerously weird things, no, but like that is the reason, though. Sorry, it is the reason. <laughs> must be the reason. No, I don't go out, really. That's the reason. But my second point was um, embarrassing story about both of you. Wait a second. That's right, 20 seconds are up. Right, next session. Yep. Right. Next session. Next um, session. Anyway, um, he continues to Moonbeam to talk about the uh, Wraith <laughs> the Wraith episode. He says, I fucking lost it. Uh, he's like a really fucking sexy slug. That was one of the quotes from the last episode. <laughs> so if you remember she compared um, Wraith through to some animals that can sometimes change their gender, like slugs. And it was like, that is the lowest of the creature. The slug is the ugliest. Oh, mate, that's yeah, so gross. Slugs are nice. Have you ever trodden on a slug what in your bare talk? foot? They're, like, peaceful and they just, like, go about their Have you ever trodden on a slug in your bare feet? Yeah, I have. Yeah. It's a bit it's nasty. It's really bad. Makes you that feel... is reason enough for them not to exist. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> anyway, uh, there was another thing that we talked about last, uh, last recording session. He says, regarding... I don't play D&D, I play Pathfinder. I think a close comparison would be I don't play Retail World of Warcraft, I play WoW Classic. They're fundamentally the same game, but you're expressing a preference of taste with regards to how you engage with that game. And we were saying, you know, like that it was a bit like when people say, I don't play D&D, I play Pathfinder. It's like saying, I don't play D&D, I play D&D. But he is right. They are different, very different feeling games, the different versions of D&D that you can get. Like Pathfinder and 5e, though, I think, despite having some major rules differences, do feel roughly the same to play. Sort of, except Pathfinder is a bit more mathy. 
Yeah, it's very, yeah, very much a. Much it's just smaller. kind of like the, a brand name, isn't it? It is, and but it's also like minor differences. It's like which version of the game do you prefer? But ultimately, yeah, I, I the thing is, if I sat down to play Pathfinder with a good GM who who like knows it, I think I'd still have fun. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And the same goes for Five E. I think it would be the same t- kind of fun. I think the bigger differences are from like early editions of D and D to ones we have now. It's the same with like old school RuneScape and regular RuneScape you're going to have probably fun playing both but you know they're different they're very different actually I think the the current RuneScape is way different though apart from the world map having some superficial things but yeah I I get what you mean Um, that is it for feedback this time Um, Sean just James can you just just bookmark if you can soda water and later on we'll bring that up no no (laughs) later on we'll bring that up right yeah Okay, because um, I don't want to just make the feedback all about ragging on you. James, also, could you bring? Like, Sorry, could you? Could you, can't, put, could I'm, you? I'm busy. Yeah, could you? Like, Sean, this is could, bad. Like, podcast, no, no. Listen, listen to because I want to hear. Get, give yeah. him the headline here. No, could you love pencil and uh, skateboard and prosecco? If that's right. Yeah, right. Fair enough. I won't mention the soda water. Thank you. Cheers. All right. No, I'm going to mention this. No, that. No, that really is not good. Right. Okay. Forget it. All right. Uh, let's do some news. I'm not going to mention the soda water, Sean. I'm not. Don't mention that story. Don't mention it. Oh, yeah. News punch. Goodman Games sells free stuff for $10. Now, we all remember, lads, we, we all remember the shelf file of holding. That time Goodman Games kickstarted a flimsy box made from sub cardboard material. And uh, Goodman Games are back with yet another cheap, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless product. And this product is the DCC Character Record Folio, which is a folder and a character sheet, (laughs) which costs $10. Why? Yeah! No, admittedly, right, it's a nice folder with a nice character sheet in, in it, and it excludes and it includes space for notes. Is it one use plastic, or is it like get wet and never use again cardboard? It is get wet and never use again. But then I could just go and buy some A4, A4 uh, wallets and a Rick and Morty folder, and then I'd have like a nice folder and some A4 sheets. Well, yes, minus the Rick and Morty branding, but you could, you could also get this printed at your local printer for a fraction of the price, um, and the same quality. Why yes, do they often sometimes turn into badman games? I don't know. I don't know what it is, and it always seems to be around this time of the year. Or right? is it? Or is it for this sole reason? I, I think. Uh, and also, get this right. So you've got space for notes, right, and all of this stuff. But for the price of this product, you could grab yourself a nice notebook, or print the sheets yourself and grab a pub lunch for the same amount. Oh. See, doesn't that sound a lot nicer? Um, What's your theory on this, then, Sean? Uh, my theory on being Badman Games is basically they know that they've got some sort of people in their mid-40s who spend a load of money on stuff and they don't really sort of try and create their own stuff and they won't think of it. They want them to think of it and they can throw their money at it. So Okay, so you're saying that these people wouldn't think to just get this shit printed the reference tables from DC and all that printed themselves. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, my I theory is for exactly the reason we're discussing it. Bad press is good press, right? It's still press. 
It must be. It's like, oh, these idiots are kickstarting you know, like this. No, when they do like a shit Christmas advert and everyone fucking hates it, but That's... they're talking about the brand. I think well, it's, it's funny, isn't it? Because you, I think you're right, because because they kickstarted a box, right? Yeah. And lots of people got mad, but lots of people were like, no, Goodman Games, they're the good guys. Look, I'm kickstarting it, and they almost did it in protest to the people that were complaining about yeah. it. So you're, you're probably right. It's because of their other products. They're like, well, who, what fucking mad cunt would sell this? And they're like, oh, that game sounds great. Other things you could get for a tenner. Go ten, on. A $10 prostitute. So, yeah, a pointless rubbish piece of crap, <laughs> uh, which, to be fair, has come out during a period where Goodman Games are making some genuinely good and innovative shit, so it's hard to be too mad. But this is just road crew stuff they're now palming off, selling, when it used to be free. Well, that's probably just it, right? Yeah. Um, they've got two, they got surplus products. So they, they should at least like bang it up for like three pound. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, at least that, that would sell. That would really sell. And and the postage would be like nothing for them. So yeah. it's you know, it's fucking crazy. Uh, the next story is wizards. Wizard. Wizard. Wi- wi- wizards, wizards of the coast uses AI art. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We've I've all seen, seen this. this. Yeah. We've all seen this. So recently, Wizards of the Coast released the book Bigby Presents: The Glory of the Giants, and uh, people who pre-ordered it on D and D Beyond were allowed earlier drafts of the book. And one of the artists was a filthy robot lover called Ilya Shkipin, whose artwork was revealed to have been at least partially created by AI. Now, saying partially, right, we've seen the images, is very Ellen DeGeneres, right? Because what Ilya did was generate the images, then tidy them up using his art skills. Mm. That's what he used. I thought it was the other way around. That's much worse. You <laughs> thought that he drew them and then got AI to tidy them up? Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, no, it is It is actually, it is that. And you can sort of tell a robot did most of them. I know you, you guys have seen the images. Yeah. The left ones were the ones that were generated by the AI. Mm. But you can tell because it has like that, that AI quality of having a lot of nonsense details that aren't real things. Yeah, Do you know what and, I mean? And, non, uh, and lack of uh, outlines as well. So yeah, and that's what, what the artists did is they yeah. added outlines. Yeah, they added outlines and outlines some outlines and like extra details in places. Some alternate shading, but I would say extra details is even pushing it too far. Extra it, details is in outlines and some like scaly bits. Yeah, I mean it's fucking bad. It's bad, and it's a bad look for Wizards of the Coast. And this is probably why they should ha- have actual paid in-house artists. I don't know if that's a solution, but I mean. The, the more you have outside hires and you're hiring nobodies that you don't know, the more you're going to end up with crappy AI images because loads of people are doing it now. And I went on the Ilya Shkipin's website and from what I can tell, I no, in fact, I can't tell which ones are AI and which aren't because he says he makes art aided by AI. But you look at them and a lot of them, even the ones made with physical paint, like they appear to be generated to, to look like a painting. So I don't know. Um, anyway, Skipping, he did take to Twitter and defend himself, and he was p- completely open about his process, but then he deleted the tweet shortly after. Wizards did respond about the controversy and said they didn't know it was happening, which is likely because Sh- Skipping was a freelancer, but there we go. It still is a, kind of a shitty thing that Wizards are putting AI art in. Well, I mean, books. they're representing the brand, right? So it, they should do their fucking it does homework. still fall on them. Yeah. Yeah, that's the same with anything. It's just like oh, whoever's representing the brand that's meant to uphold, it's uh, it's going to be partially, at the very least, the brand's fault. Yeah, because oh the, yeah, because they're the, not doing their due diligence. At the, yeah. at the very least, you're not doing your research into the person. Eh? Hmm. Yeah, well, so exactly. Yeah. I think if they'd have taken a glance at his website, you you can't you tell like, which oh, is AI yeah, and which nah. not. So you would have sacked him off. But they just maybe he sent them some examples. 
and then I don't know. I don't know how it works, but the point is, is that yeah, if they'd have done a bit of research, they would have known this guy was a filthy robot liker. So there we go. Um, that's it for news. But uh, Wizards of the Coast, suck a dick. And the other guy did truly artwork as well. You suck a dick. Should we get onto what we've been playing? Yeah. Yeah. What you slaying? All right, I can't. I can't let you have this ammunition, Sean. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell the oh, story. Wait. No, no, wait, don't. I, you don't. I, I, no, no, I can't I, let you have this one. No, to be to be honest, I, can't, I I feel a bit bad for bringing it like up. So you just you just go ahead with your bloody podcast. <laughs> your bloody podcast. <laughs> Whatever this is. <laughs> no, the other. I, I, all right. Thank you for that. That, you know, you've demonstrated some kindness there, so I'm gonna no, I'm gonna no, shelve no, the really soda water issue once and for all. Oh, but, but but suffice it to say that I accused Sean of something. He he fibbed a bit and he told me it didn't happen. And then at the pub, he finally admitted it at the bit about a week. I'm not gonna say what it was, Sean, no, no. but he finally admitted it about a week later. And he was no, and he was like, "All right, I did it. Are I'm you nice. happy now?" And then he and I was I'm like, "Yeah, Harrison's so happy in my life." <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he literally we, pointed at me. He's like, "Look at you! Look how happy you are!" And I was we like, "To go to like to like EGX and like saw Cyberpunk, like like kind of." <laughs> that that was about a seven in terms of happiness, but this little victory that was a ten, man. <laughs> That's a ten. That's so funny because you're going hammering him for ages about it. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, you know what it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's rubbish podcasting. But anyway, what we've been saying. Uh, let's talk about Fantasy Star, shall we? Yes. Did he yeah. fight? No, no, it was a nice from elsewhere. Okay. Probably that soda water. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to be asking that. Well, yeah, yeah. if we get enough people asking, then we're going to have to tell. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. There you go. Ah, but that's no, we'll do it if we reach two million quid on P- Patreon. <laughs> um, so Patreon. Fantasy, Fantasy Star is a, uh, is a, it's a coming soon... Uh, product for old school essentials, and I'm probably gonna have to rename. But we it's based on the fantasy star video games, it's yeah, sci fi fantasy. Who makes uh, it? Who makes it? Sega. No, I mean, um, this this one. Oh, this right, one. yeah, oh, thanks. Oh, you, you see, that's good, that's good podcasting, yeah. Uh, yeah, a little company called 3TRPG Publishing, and uh, oh, right. written by uh, yours truly. And you know, a lot of people have looked at it and they have said, Yeah, you are. So the best. Well, yours truly is written yes. an awful lot of stuff. We like yes, <laughs> we want more. It's like those um, unknown artists, does yeah. a lot of music, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, various mm. artists mm. do that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we've been playing a sci fi fantasy game set in a uh, military academy, is fair to say, isn't it? Yeah, and um. The whole plot of which, and we'll just probably talk about the most recent episode, but the whole plot of which is the that there was a student that used to go to the school who's turned bad, gained immense power, and is now trying to take revenge on the planet that these guys fa- find themselves on, called Motavia. James is playing Rika, who is a... You are which class? A P. A p- 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 ranger. You're a ranger. Oh, class, but I'm a... The, 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 what's the human... You are a Newman. Newman. So he's a a ranger Newman that was created in a lab, essentially. Technically, like two years old. Yeah. In actual living years. But she looks fifteen. Sean is uh, Sean's playing Chaz, the stoner, um, who is also a knight, and uh, we've got Alak, the cleric. 
Anyway, these guys have been doing various missions throughout the school and this, that, and the other, and uh, they essentially have found out about this guy called Falls, who used to be a student in the school, has now gained immense power and is coming back to destroy that, that planet. Now, these guys have, for one reason or another, been put in charge of a secret team that is supposed to be taking down Falls. For, for many, many reasons that I won't get into, they're boring. Uh, the government can't really know that this student has gone buck wild. Mm. Um, so these guys have been put in charge of it. You three and a few other, I don't know what to say, friends, associates from the school as well. And, um, yeah, we just got to the mission where these guys have... So they've been they, they've been trying to track down these items. One was called the Aero Prism, which reveals hidden objects because wherever Files was attacking from, it was somewhere in the sky, but it was mm. hidden. So they got the Aero Prism. It's also this legendary sword called a Sealdon, which Sean now... Well, it doesn't have, but we'll get to that. But you got that, and the idea was that then they needed to, to uncover Files' lair. They did that with the Aero Prism. Sean got the sword, and they needed to figure out where a spaceship was to go up and defeat Files. And they discovered that their school is actually a vessel that was used to port humans over to this planet a thousand years ago. So they fly up. They meet the big bad. He's turned. He turns into some fucking massive demon. Um, in fact, that session was pretty fun in general because they f- they were flying the ship and they had several challenges in the way. All they needed to do was get to Files' dark tower on this floating continent that was his evil lair, and hit it with the nuke that the ship came equipped with. Now, I guess somewhat sadly, but not that sadly, one of their associates had to end up riding on the nuke because the controls are a thousand years old and they were completely balked. So. He had to sort of steer it into Files. In doing so, blew up his force field, but suddenly all the power goes off, and their ship is now falling through space. They're surrounded by what is left of the floating continent, which is a bunch of rubble, and they're fighting on these falling bits of rubble, a falling spaceship, and Files has turned into a big fucking demon. Yep. Now, here's the weird thing. James's character, your character Rika, he's got the best magic item. I think you've had the biggest connection to this magic item that I've ever seen in a game. Yeah, because it's uh, it's a cursed axe, and I can't wield anything except the axe. It kind of speaks to me in the head, and it's very bloodthirsty. Um, I play it up a bit because it's quite a fun character trait to have. Um, but as a result, I've managed to uh, sort of trap it in certain ways during battle and really cool actions because one of the cool tricks that you can do with it is uh you can freely summon it back into the hands so if you if you drop it as long as i can i can will it back into my hands so i've used that uh, so many times to sort of throw it arc it around a a foe and then wield it back through the foe for instance oh yeah yeah, good shit just good shit all around and 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 that so it's become your sort of well, it's your main weapon. Because it's cursed, you can't wield any other weapon until the curse is removed. And even when they had to fight this um, this god, basically, to get the legendary sword that Chaz has, there was a point at the end where the god was like, I shall remove the curse. And Rika was like, no, don't. Please don't. I was like, it. nah, it's all right. You're fine. And I had to do a con roll to convince. Yeah, charisma. But yeah, Sorry, yeah. Charisma. That was great. And... Um, but yeah, so so throughout the course of... And this has been really well played by you, James. But throughout the course of the campaign, Rika, your character's been getting sort of more in, more influenced by the axe because yeah, you both yeah. live within the same head at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fight with the final bad guy starts. Now, I just want to be clear that this bad guy has an attack called Meteo, which 
it just crushes you with a meteor and it does d100 damage so it could be a tiny meteor could be a massive one but on average a 50 damage meteor that, that's a one hit kill for anyone basically the fight starts up sean's sean jumps out of the ship is jumping over all of these things like attacking him with the sword going fucking crazy we've got alak on the other side he's he's healing people he's hitting him with slingshots smacking him with a mace like flying through the air james as soon as the fight starts the the bad guy goes such power you must join me and um you were like yeah all right and he's like really yeah yeah okay <laughs> so he starts the fight stood on the same floating rock as falls and starts swinging his axe around his head like like it's um, going mental going mental like doing a sort of whirlwind like like he's powering up for something yeah, I've thrown it around myself twice, yeah. so it's sort of like no, and, and Sean, getting got, some really just, high velocity. It's just like crying shame, isn't it? I know why he did it, and it's great, but... I don't know. No, you don't know why he did it, though. I, I suspect why you did Has it. Has he told you why he's doing it? Because I don't know why he's no, doing it. I don't it. know at the moment. He spent... I, I have a suspicion, and it's probably sick, but it's probably even sicker than I thought. Well, it's, it's a shame. Because, it's really sick because no. I'll be the only surviving party member with files. Uh, well, this is not, this, this is where it's going because I think I think James. Wait, just, wait, extra context, just to point out to listeners at this moment, is that what Harrison's done has been quite fair. He's got a list of magical abilities which files possesses, and Harrison's chosen to roll them at random. So he's got eight total abilities currently that he can use. And I thought, because some of the attacks are fucking cunty, like, they will just destroy you. Um, like Meteo, for example. That's I, sort of like a, sort of a large boss sort of mechanic. Like, yeah, well, that's what I was thinking, you know. It, enormously just... I mean, he's fucking... He's, he's huge. Colossal. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. The, the fucking... The, I rolled on round one, so James starts doing this. And I my suspicion, James, is that and don't don't reveal it but my suspicion is that you still are on the side of your teammates and you're gearing up to do something cool that's what i think right but round one he cast meteor right i rolled the baddest one um everyone tries to jump out of the way this fucking 83 damage meteor that comes through <laughs> so fucking two people two, like f i think four people are still on the ship and two people dive out of the way so two of your colleagues there was waka and fuck who was the other one there's this blitzball player and another one right it wasn't, um, was it Grizzly? Yeah. It was Grizzly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah. So, so the, the, that fucking that meteor hits, and uh, first of all, your <laughs> ship is <laughs> the ship is absolutely it's just knocked out of the fight. That's that's. It. I thought that was the way you're going to try and land safely was to jump back in the ship or whatever, or go and get the parachutes or something. But that's gone now because the meteor hit that directly and it's out of the fucking. It's like it's two, several hundred feet below you, and two people instantly died. Two two colleagues that were helping you in the fight. Fucking two of them jump out of the way. But then, that, so round one, we realise now this is serious business. This is fucking serious business. People can die like that. And then yeah. I go to chat, I get to James, and he goes, right, I'm going to continue doing the same thing, charging up. Right, I'm swinging my axe, throwing it in I'm a big arc, really and catching intimidating. it. I'm really intimidating. Him. Right, but the other characters think that you're on the other side, so you're intimidating them. Uh, so, and that's working. So like um, because I can, he's I could get out of the fight, but I don't want to. If you've got like a plan for us, then I don't want to ruin that because I've got. An, yeah, but what uh, happened to you, Sean? You crit failed using. Yeah. Oh, no, this 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 was I the did. real this was the real fucker here, right? Because the thing is, the the false. The only reason he's able to use space magic, which is incredibly powerful, is because he has the gem of mundane, all right? Which is this. It's on the end of his staff. 
the reason the guys went to go and get a sealed on the legendary sword was because it can supposedly cut through anything and the gem of mundane is supposedly um uh, invulnerable right so they thought well if this sword can cut through anything and it has a five and six chance of cutting through anything it's pretty fucking high yeah that's high yeah but uh it, but it wasn't it wasn't known to the players if it would work it was just the best bet they had so fucking sean goes in and he's been rolling like, I, I don't think i've ever seen you do more successes in a night that than that night like didn't fail a roll all night oh. then that first hit he goes right i, I smashed the gem of mundane with a sealed on he gets a one and then the sword breaks into eight pieces. Scatters around the place like Dragon Ball Z. Oh, yeah. Like I mean, in... when you say place, like, that is quite broad, but like, I don't you even guys know are currently... which part of the world or if it's in the universe. It's spread or... out, mate. It went pew, pew. Yeah, they fell, to, they fell back to Motavia like, uh, like stars, like shooting stars. And they are, you guys are very, very, very... You're just within orbit of the planet at this point. So very high up and they've gone to very disparate parts of the land where's, which is gutting where's Bulmer at man because you know but um, like the other thing is I don't want to ruin your plan but, but I have an I have an escape pipe which basically you, <gasps> you do have an escape pipe he has an escape pipe yeah. yeah yeah so this is a this is an item from Fantasy Star it doesn't make an awful lot of sense but it's just it will teleport you back to the beginning of a dungeon which I suppose will be the ship in this case yeah yeah. Uh, and it teleports the party. Um, the way we we kind of talked of it is it's just a teleportation device. Well, there uh, is a telepipe, but then there's an escapipe. Yeah, there's two. Te- te- telepipe te- will teleport you back to a place that you once visited. Yeah. Um, and you have had to have uh, been there physically. It's but the escapipe is yeah, um, like I a, will, a quick will, beginning of it. whatever dungeon you're in that was yeah. pretty sweet James apart from like uh, escape pipe because it's like you say escape and pipe in the same yeah I know but yeah, it's es- written as escapipe because it it's is, fun I like saying escapipe yeah, it's yeah, much escapipe's better yeah escapipe's great but um, Pablo escapipe <laughs> yeah. 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 No, but, but the, the point I was trying to make Sean that was when that happened so if you'd have popped off that attack and this might be a spoiler for that in the campaign but if you'd have popped off that attack and cut cut through it it would actually, cut. It would cut. He had a fucking no. Yeah, yeah. You, you actually made him roll the the one in six chance, and he got six as well, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. So it was five and six, but sorry, the, yeah, the five and six, and he got the only number that meant he couldn't cut for anything. And I'm like, look, you've just you've just smashed this sword against one of the most powerful items known to man, and roll a one. Like, what do we do there? Do you know what I mean? But then it, also the thing is, is that. Um, yeah, so he would have lost his ability for space magic. So Meteo, he's now got that. It also, spoiler alert, would have halved his HP. And he's got loads. Post-apocalyptic story. I, I think that's where we're <laughs> heading, isn't it? Yeah. But I, I genuinely, I'm at a point now where I was like, I thought you guys had everything, and you did have everything set up in such a fucking good way. Like you really did. And you were smashing it the whole night. And then suddenly things just went terrible on the boss fight. And I'm, I genuinely do not know if you're going to survive. I also think that, James, you witnessed people dying that you've spent a better part of a year in game with. And he's still swinging his axe around. And I was Sean, do you reckon that's... A, I, I'm not saying it's a bad move. I don't know what you've got planned, James. But I'm just saying, is it out of order, Sean? Because he's left you and Alak in the lurch, one of your best fighters on the team, in the lurch for two rounds with a fucking demonic god. Is that out of order? I mean, I, I thought it was at first, but now I'm thinking like there's some sort of brilliant thing. But now am I out of order if you I, like, if I like, get on out of there? Get your estimations not a bit lower, you know? Um, well, I'm just going Sean, to survive. The, the only thing is I'm only that, two. I want to see the world. 
exactly. Seymour. In fact, that was what the Rika from the video games was like. Um, here's the thing, Sean. The fucking the escapipe will work on whoever's in the party. Yeah, that's just it. Um, I think so that there has to be a range to it. Rika is, I would consider, by the user of the escapipe, not to be in the party. No, right now. but that's the thing. So I don't want to leave you in the lurch in case. Should, you you gotta convince her to join the fucking party again and get back to Earth and try and find those bits, sword bits. Yeah. Because this guy's angry, man. Yeah, but surely he's just gonna follow us and kill us anyway. He won't. I mean, they, 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 they yeah, yeah, this you is, can't they, tell us anything because we're playing it tomorrow. I can, yeah, we are. Uh, I can't tell you anything, and I have considered that, and that is what <laughs> makes me worried. I've considered it for fucks. It's obvious that you must have, yeah. It's just like, well, what's he going to do? Well, you've got to hurry then, is well, the fucking answer. I, my, well, I don't hurry. have to hurry, they do. Good point. So we're now in a party split where Rika is not in the team anymore, but we are going to play it. So even if even if you have decided to completely join the bad guy, we're doing it. So, James, does that mean if we leave you, then that means your character's out of the games, therefore you haven't got a character? No, mate. Rika's going to... We're going to play... We're going to be simultaneously playing you, you, the good guys, and Rika. Right. Yeah. She, he, she's going to be doing evil stuff for the I Dark think Overlord. For the, I think for the first time ever, we'd, if, if that happened and played if out If it does, day, and James... Then we'd, we'll actually be playing uh, good, by the, good guys versus bad guys. And we've never done that. Now, I don't know how we're going we're gonna to sort of square that with being able to hear what the other party's doing. But we'll figure it out. Um, here's the Dizzle, lads. Um, going to have two separate rooms. No, uh, just two separate I'll just run campaigns. between them. It'll be like a fucking 40 Towers episode. It's literally like two separate campaigns, isn't it? It would be. I mean, it really literally... Maybe you will just have to roll a new character. Maybe you can play Zan. For no, those that don't know, Zan is a bit of a meme character that's uh, at their school. He, they, t- they became attached to him because of some fucking stupid circumstance. They were saving some students. Some students have been being kidnapped by files and tortured in such hideous ways that they've gone Turned. Yeah, they've been turned into forged ones, which are like zombies uh, that kill mindlessly. And also they've been... Uh, some of them that have survived the torturing process have gone completely mad. And there's this one bloke called Zan, who the only thing now he can say is yum. Yum. It's based on a meme of a bloke who... Did some work for AVGN. Fucking look up. It's funny. Uh, Justin Silverman. He's my favourite meme at the moment. He once wore bags on his feet. So um, that is it for Fantasy Star. We're, we're, hopefully we're going to get to... Yeah, I mean, I'm fucking worried. I don't even know what... I've, I've written my notes for next game and it's just a question mark on the page. It's not uh, dead in capital. De- dead? Question mark? <laughs> dead? Question mark in in, uh, in pencil so you can rub it out. Just another little incident I wanted to talk about uh, is... You, and listeners, you at home will sympathise with this. I've had a lot of players in my games over the years, uh, mainly the same ones. Um, but, uh, you know, with with character sheets, right, sometimes you get to a point where you look at somebody's character sheet and you go, this is not fit for purpose, and I will often rewrite it, right? And James is giving Sean a look here because we, we were saying... <laughs> I thought you were talking about Ryan. No, I'm talking about you. He was bad, but you're bad. Um, there was a point where we were trying to figure out who has what and we were trying to sell shit, right? <laughs> yeah. And Sean, there was, Sean, there was a point where you, 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 I remember Sean was talking to, talk to uh, your character Chaz was talking to Alak, the cleric, and you're going, do you want an egg? Do you want an egg? Like that. And, um, yeah, and, and, I, and somebody pointed out, Sean, you don't have any eggs. Yeah, you I have ma- five eggs. I've got five eggs, fam. You've got five eggs now. You, right, at the time, you didn't have any fucking eggs, right? <laughs> because we all remember you using them in a certain way, right? Sean went, all right, I'll just take those off. Uh, hang on a minute. What are steggings? <laughs> steggings. <laughs> and, right. right. and it turns, it's, it's Sean looking at his writing, he'd written five times eggs, but to him, it looked like steggings. 
the fuck is this? What's wrong with you? Well, Your well. handwriting is so bad, you can't even understand it. Yeah, it's bad. It is bad. Is it, um, we told the story about when really... Sean... Right, since... Convinced JT to give him his monomate, which is a healing. Oh, potion. yeah, that was another one. We got a cleric on the team. For those, yeah, we really have. Fucking hell. But for those that uh, don't play uh, old school D&D, clerics, they've got a hard time with it, right? I mean, it's fucking. They don't, they don't even get spells till level two, and then it, even then they only get one. And he had cure light wounds. And then. Um, <laughs> He used his one spell a day on Chaz, who had been absolutely fucked. And then Sean was... After the battle, Sean was looking at his stuff, and he, he turns to... He, Monomate is a healing item in Fantasy Star. And he turns to the cleric and goes, Do you want a man on meat, man? And he's like, What? You had a Monomate the whole time? I used my one slot on you? It really added to our characters. Like. I know it did. It did. It, it did, but, but I know... I know that your character's a bit airheaded, it. but that was yeah, that was not that intentional. That was real-life airhead. No, the, like, that wasn't intentional. The move Because he asked you, he was like, Do you have any Monomates? You said no, and he used yeah. the spell slot on you. But then it was when we were looking at our character sheets to sell some shit off, it was like, Oh! Oh, I've got a monomate. Do you want a monomate? <laughs> Do you want a monomate? I'm, I'm, he, he I'm was, a monomate I, and a diamate, which is a higher of healing. This is it. You fucking I know, die and try. And the yeah. funny thing is as well is that, like, um, is that I think it was during the point where the cleric was complaining about having used his spell slot on you because he was battered and you were like, Do you want a monomate? Yeah, he was really fucked. <laughs> and then you just <laughs> had to feed him. Really and of course, the fucking monomates, died, are, yeah. monomates are good, but it's better to save the healing spell for in a battle. And he had to use it out oh, yeah, of that on you. Yeah, that's kind of him. Uh, sort your shit out, mate. Sort it out. Sort <laughs> it out. Sort your sheet out. Fantasy, sort your sheet out, mate. Fantasy it's star. It's a piece of sheet. <laughs> or yet to be fully named, coming to a, to a DTRPG I might near call, you. Yeah, oh, it's coming soon. Because this is the playtest, officially. But yeah. um, <laughs> I might just call it Star Fantasy. That works. Yeah. Take that. Sega's lawyers can't afford anything at the moment. The creator of Sonic is in jail. <laughs> so <Yeah>. it's like <laughs> he's got a very hefty lawsuit to deal with. Well, they're not Nintendo, so they might there's a 50-50 chance they'll come after you. They'll break him out. Do you know what is funny though? Do you know what's funny? Did you hear that I, I can't remember who it was, but I think it was the one like the president of Sega of Japan, right? Said that he he wanted Sega, he wanted Sonic to outdo Mario. Can you believe what? that? Uh, I heard rumours of that, but I didn't know it was No, true. he absolutely said it. And he said, um, one of the quotes was, um, it was something like, "We want to, Sonic was originally made to compete with Mario. We still haven't achieved that. It's like, so it's never com- competed with Mario. Uh, Ma- Mario has been world famous since 1983. Sorry. And Sonic, is, Sonic sucks. It's such No, dick. but like, there's two... It's- Fuck him, right? No, there's quite... It's there's... not a video game podcast, it's carry on. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, right, <laughs> let's get on to the main subject then. How to run an RPG set in a school. Main. Subject. Magic. Main. Subject. Tokyo. Main. Subject. A lot of people want to run RPGs set in a school, right? Now, in fact, I've seen some of my friends on Facebook, they've done it because... And let's just call it what it is, because of Harry Potter. Because of Harry Potter. And, of course, a lot of anime sort of leans in that direction as well because they're all set in schools and they're all fucking lame about these feelings and shit. Oh, my God. Why do you, like, how many cans of worms do you want to open today? Right, okay, here we go. Sonic's rubbish. Anime sucks. Uh, that video game you like, crap. Uh, I haven't watched a good film since about 2001. See you later. Right? I have uh, Mad Max. Not very good at all. Especially Fury Road. That's the worst one. Uh, and... Oh. Wait, what's all this? I thought it was your favourites. 
No, no, Fury Road is like the best film ever made. But I'm the other one... I, I thought you'd just gone super That's crazy. No, I know I've been watching some anime recently. No, I'm just going to try and piss as many people off. We like we said with Goodman Games. Oh, yeah. That's good press. Fuck like all the people. And the we, shall people. we pick the best... Now, I'm not just going to say this, but the best ethnicity. Because that will be controversial and it will get us a lot of listeners. Whites. No, I don't think whites are the best. Um, French. They have the most access to things. <laughs> French for choice. No, let's cut this out. But French is a bad choice, though, isn't it? That's, That's one of the worst it's ones. Really it's fine for us to say that because we're British and there's really like we history can't... there. No, 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 no. No, he's <laughs> no, racist. He's racist. I'm is sorry. It? Oh, no. But the worst one, objectively, is Portuguese. Right, so. Um, all right, no, that's it. That's all getting cut. That's getting cut. Sorry, yeah, Sean. Sorry, sorry cut. I didn't mean to offend yeah. you. Just to let you know, though, listeners, we are foreign, aren't we, Sean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess. Oh, kurva. Yeah. So technically, if you want us to wash your car, we'll do a bad job and complain about it. And if nice. you want chili sauce with that, then see. Maybe. Now we've been racist against ourselves, so we can have a go at the other ones. But they'll clean your windows really yeah. badly. Oh, kurva. Where's this all leading to, though? Schools RPGs, of course. Yeah, and egg fried rice. Before I join in on the right, I'm just going to start this whole main subject. So look, a lot of people they want to run uh, RPGs based in schools, and uh, I think Harry Potter is very much to blame for that. And also, of course, a lot of animes which are great, uh, and I love them. So the there's <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of a uh, lot of mainstream kind of TV. A lot of media is set in a school. Yeah. I mean, even like obviously Stranger Things is 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 another one. Uh, Harry the Ruto, like, good even, example. And like, I only know it's only brought to the front of my attention because I heard it on like a radio somewhere. But the the, the Thunder Games is uh, something that's fairly schoolish. I don't even know what it is. Is it like is Squid it? Game? No, no, Hunger Hunger Games that they just ripped. Oh, off. Hunger oh, Games. But ripped off Battle Royale, isn't it? And but you called it Thunder Games. Yeah, just to kind of annoy people who. Oh, it. I thought that was just a new thing. No, yeah. okay. Yeah, hung- well, it's not really, though, is it? It's just teenagers killing each other. Yeah, but, but it was a bit schooly because all the factions, isn't it? I it was quite schooly, to be fair. Uh, yeah. But anyway, I, and I've seen I've got Facebook friends and things like this. I've seen running Harry Potter RPGs, and I I genuinely think I genuinely think from what I've heard, doing it really badly. Right? I'm just going to put it out there. I'm not the you know the world's authority on this, but I think today we're going to discuss uh, how to run an RPG set in a school to achieve that Harry Potter or uh, anime work life balance type feel. Right? Like a Persona game. Okay. That's Harry. what we're going to discuss today. And uh, it's going to be great, isn't it? Harry Potter, all mission clear. I'll put that in as a jingle, Sean. Thank, Thank you. you for reminding me of that. Um, right, so uh, first of all, I just wanted to talk about some of the themes present in school-based media. We can go through them and we can try and figure out how to do them in your game. I'll, probably, I'll also probably talk about the campaign we're running at the moment because it's set in a school and I've done a few systemic-type things to try and make it work. But first of all, let's talk about themes and how you can sort of get these across. Um, first of all, I think one of the biggest ones that you're going to see in like Harry Potter, anime, karate, is going to be um, identity and self-discovery. It's all yeah. uh, characters that evolve and discover themselves as people, right? Um, of course, that's fairly easy to do over the course of a campaign as a character um, because you're reacting to the things around you. And if you change then you're doing it right, right? Discovering yourself, seeing seeing what the character becomes at the end as opposed to what they started at, it's kind of easy. But what do you think people can do to uh, encourage that as a GM, do you think? Do you know exactly that? what you're doing, which is, I think, what you're going to lead on to as a point, is that we've got NPCs which we're um, 
you know, uh, interacting with, and they are also changing throughout um, our time there at the school. That's a fair point. Yeah, I hadn't are, thought yeah. about that. But oh, you hadn't thought about it. Well, there you go. There's a good GM tip <laughs> that you're doing uh, without knowing. No, I'm not saying. Oh, oh, yeah. Just, just did that one casually. It wasn't. No, but I hadn't thought about that as encouraging that specific type of play. Oh, yeah. I was just doing it because I thought it made the school seem interesting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but it definitely does help. Um, Do yeah. You know, uh, another one uh, that you that uh, is good is routine and stuff, and in, in in it. So in your one, you've got like the lessons, and then you've got home time and like the weekend and stuff. Uh, make, um, well, I'll get to this in terms of the mechanics the later, but it does mean, yeah, because we got the routine um, and there is a random event thing that can happen at school, there are parts in which you are you're interacting with the environment around you. It's not just go, it's not just like, it's not as mundane as playing out every single minute you're at school, yeah. but it's also like, here's the main event that happened this day, and you, you have something that will help your character to evolve, identify themselves, and, and, and discover new parts about themselves um, because you're interacting with things. I mean, a good example, there was one where you were walking, it was just, a, I've got a D50 table, and one of them is the popular crew uh, marching towards you. You know, like that shot you see in, in every, like sex education is a good one as well, mm. and I feel like that shot where people are walking in a cool manner down the hallway and if people are moving out the way yeah like that happens a lot yeah and uh, that was the encounter that you guys had was that that was happening it was Floella who's the popular girl and her mate sort of her entourage all behind the her sticks two together exactly and they're walking towards you and I'm like I just say to these guys how do you react and it's like so it's shit, shitty things happening to you by shitty people that's definitely one of the things you- it's got to be right because yeah. I think that under pressure that, that people that that's how they do uh, develop and you see parts of them. That's it, yeah. But I think all of these things, yeah, and I, I think like like you say, with the NPCs changing around you, I guess it kind of encourages people to do the same, and I guess your characters this is going to be a longer campaign so I guess the characters are evolving uh, you know, day by day, and we'll see, we're seeing sort of flashes of that all over the place. Like, I mean we even see Chaz's, your character, Sean I think is very lazy, but I feel like there are points now where you realise that one, but when it comes down to it, he's not lazy. If it's important, he's not lazy. Oh, definitely. Like he's um, he'll he'll like jump into the fight to protect his friends, you know. But until then, he's very aloof and stuff like that. St- solely doesn't give a fuck. Like turns up at other people's classes, things like this. I don't know, it's, it's not that he doesn't care or anything. No, no, he I think does. he cares a lot. I, do, yeah. I just think that we've seen that evolution. And Rika, of course, you with the axe as well. And mm. like, we'll, I often we'll cut to scenes where you're alone with it and you're just talking to it. Like I'll be like, you wake up in the morning. What what are you doing at this time? And you're just you're just talking. And he's playing the axe himself as well, by the way. Even though it's technically an NPC, so it's, we get a lot of conversations with James role playing with himself, which is just the best. But yeah, they're quite, they're, fortunately, they're short. I don't hug the limelight in that sense, but they're they're just a kind more character building. Oh no, they're really great. Enjoyable. It's great. Um, there's another thing as well is the fact that uh, this happens in school as well. But we're all thrust together to do these missions but now I mean well, well, I think at least my character Chaz definitely considers both of your characters friends well, it's like when you're forced into a, a group in a class and then you're stuck with that group for the rest of the term but that's, somehow that's you, the situation we're in yeah, you, somehow you, been, you yeah. kind of you learn you find common ground don't you yeah. in fact that so, is some, that is something I haven't put on the themes here but we should add that I think it's the um, groups of 
camaraderie. People, yeah, because Hermione, Ron, and Harry are they're all very different people. Yeah, right. And and in fact, were... Hermione didn't like them at first. No. But then she gets down and dirty with Ron. Oh yeah. But you know me, I like to watch those films in reverse order so that Hermione gets sexier as they go along. Not me! Not Hermione! Yo! (laughs) Sorry for the paedophile joke there. But yeah, Sean, good point. Um, Being thrust together with people that you don't... I mean, I've got so many memories of school that are like that, but then it's then putting that energy into situations that are high pressure. The next theme I was going to talk about is ambition and temptation. So often... I don't know if this is specific, maybe just Harry Potter, but uh, school-based media... You tend to see that that there are kids who, uh, they, they, or the students, they want to do, they want to, they strive for greatness in one way or another, right? Even if you look at that uh, average anime, uh, Your Lion April, now that whole side story about the guy who was into a football career, right? Football. So you, everyone's got their ambitions, but the temptation, the dark side, is always there, right? Like it's like Voldemort, right? Living in his army must be better than having your school attacked every five minutes. But there is also a price to pay for doing evil stuff, and I think ambition and temptation are other themes of yeah. these types of things. Yes. Yeah, but Rick is slowly learning that Voldemort's side's sick, mate. Uh, well, that's what—that's the vibe I'm getting here. You got—he's—he's going evil, but that—that that fits into the theme. I don't know, really. Really, that's a story thing, isn't it? The, the GM yeah. needs to add in, but to add the ambition thing, I think, is. No, it kind really helps to understand. It's, it's like so. What what um, Harrison did sort of when we did character build is like try and choose a profession or uh, a subject that you want to uh, pursue, and then that's kind of uh, should build part to what your character. Uh, yeah, because these their ambition is so. Mine's very learning about like history, English, the world, science, all this kind of stuff. Where I want knowledge and a lot of it. And then we've got JT, who's like, yeah, Warhammer Club because it's fucking. Yeah, I think having the clubs and classes that these guys can pick. So they picked one major, a profession and a club. And yeah. Jack Sean didn't pick a club. He's his ambition gaming. Um, but uh, no Chaz I mean but anyway the point is the yeah ambition and temptation I'm not really sure how necessarily how to do that as a GM but like you said like I think that's baked into RPGs but maybe having those I think you've got to have lessons haven't you to it helps because, focus yeah, yeah. of the character that's kind of I know the ambition part of it comes more towards like you know killing the evil or whatever but it's also the school setting should be about learning and getting better, right? In, as, to a certain extent. And I think that having every single day in the game, these guys are doing classes. We do the whole week and they do classes, clubs, all of this stuff. And it's going to give them gives them bonuses that they can then keep if they pass exams. But also they've got these, um, it gives them uh, inspiration. And so in a sense, it's sort of, that, that just adds in and bakes in a little bit more of that ambition because every single time we play you guys are attending classes and it's getting your characters are getting better every single day and I think that's something that the Harry Potter free tabletop RPG did really well because you're constantly working towards getting better and better it's not just when the level up time comes and I think maybe Savage Worlds would do that really well as well because you level up fairly often but I think the the ambition but I also think temptation part of it I guess you got uh, having an evil villain is a big theme in these things, isn't it? And yeah. having that thing offer immense power at the cost of being good maybe is a good also, thing. Also, I think it's good. I don't know if it's going to play into some other sort of areas of discussion, but I like the fact that within the setting that uh, we're playing for at the moment, there's um, quite good limitations. So, like you've you're picking 
your uh, classes, subjects, professions, uh, clubs, uh, subject, profession. Um, but you can only choose one. You can only do that one for the term. You have to uh, you have to roll at a certain point in the week that I'm sure you'll get onto in a bit to see how well you do at each one of those. But that's very um, sort of structured in that sense and limited because you can't just be like, well, because of the fact that I have this club, I should immediately be able to do everything associated with it. It's like, no, you have the ability to give yourself a plus one because you're doing it and then et cetera, et cetera. And so each it's, term it's really good limitations to that. I think that's good. And I think, yeah, I, I, I agree. And I think that it's, it's generally got to, it's a kind of cool system that I might just include randomly in the back of the book. But um, yeah, Ambition, Temptation, much more of a story one. The last one, obviously, and this is obvious, Friendship and Loyalty. Mm. is another big thing because you see like in Harry Potter when Ron goes mental because he thinks Harry's cucked him like a <laughs> like a cuck lord and, he, and he, he's just like I'm your best friend and all this shit like you need to have that there and I think I think specifically what Sean was saying friendship with people that are unlikely is a big is a big one and a lot of the it doesn't necessarily have to be just with the players because Sean you can weigh in on this but Persona 4 for example you're constantly spending times, not just you, well, your character is spending time with NPCs. Are you alright over there? What's going on? I think he's trying not to burp. Yeah. Cheers. No. It would have like wasted less time. <clears throat> but Persona 4, um, you're spending time with the NPCs quite a lot and getting to know them and stuff like this. So on my random list of school encounters, uh, and, and this doesn't have to be the way you do it, but I think friendship and loyalty is the big thing and so on my random encounters list I've got some that are just uh, a friend invites you to get a beef bowl after school yeah. a friend invites you to walk home, home with them well there's a situation <laughs> where a friend is in getting embarrassed and you have the choice whether or not to step in and help or not yeah exactly yeah. and if you succeed in what you were trying to do in that scene you're going to get inspiration so it's like I think you need those heartwarming moments at school in, in, in these sort of things and with the friendship and like the beef bowls and that absolutely well, that gets you the uh, the the, uh, the stuff that happened at school angle of the of, of it all because in the end it's like oh you're going out to uh, uh, a, a frat party or whatever it's uh, termed as and, and yeah. people are joining in on the school campus doing this that and the other and it's a chance for your character to grow as well and, and the group your party absolutely I mean we had uh, somebody had the beef bowl example and he went out with the leader of the Warhammer club and they spoke about girls and it yeah. just sort of brought them closer together but it was a like nice it, little moment it's also uh, re-centres your character a bit because for instance um, like having those social situations yeah, yeah. because like so what what's happened in the way that the system's played out is during the week is lessons and then on the Friday we get an assignment then on Saturday and Sunday we can choose to do club activities or other stuff so most of what we're actually playing through um, happens on the Friday and the weekend because mm-hmm. that's the, the, the big part it's, of m- it's mission time assignment yeah. time yeah so um, obviously they can sort of play out for a good few in-game sessions and stuff and then we get back to it and it's like right you're back in school here's a random encounter and it regrounds you as I'm a, I'm a kid at a school I'm not this heroic person who's just done this crazy stuff and it's it, a good it puts point. you back in position of I've got to do my lessons kind of sort of it's like I think situation. I think maybe that, that adds into it doesn't it the school yeah. feel is like that dichotomy of things you think are really important versus like either nice moments with your mates at school or things that are genuinely annoying but like yeah. that school life balance type I don't thing. know where 
Um, you sort of, if it's borrowed or uh, taken or you thought it up, but the system that you're it's using from, for the from, lessons. It's from Persona. The lesson system? Yeah. Oh, in Persona you get an extra D6 in that. Um, nice. No, but like like the whole framing of the lessons. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like like I want uh, the the yeah the feel no, I was going for was exactly from Persona. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so you're taking that, which is great. But I feel like at the table playing through it, considering I've never played Persona, um, it's I like how you you play it out because you get to well, this well, sort of the, this sort of air quotes admin section. But it's still entertaining because you have to roll to see how well you did in your certain lessons. Well, and also inspiration yeah. is like that it carries a lot of weight. It does, and getting to more of that is always good. Yeah. But then also the amount of lessons that you succeeded in is going to help you with your exams, and then you can unlock the bonuses from your clubs permanently. And uh, mechanics and will come later. But what do you think? Your level ups. What do you think people can be doing? Better, like like for for the friendship and loyalty thing because I think you guys have always been really good at it where to where your characters don't warm to each other immediately but they do it gradually do you have any other tips for like that but making a convincing friendship as this is probably one of the most major parts of the school thing to be uh, fair like with all with all that stuff it sort of it does almost like a lot a lot of the time it will probably just come organically to be fair isn't it I agree now I I don't mean to suck you guys off or anything, but the thing is, the the um, he does. I do not. I hate you. Um, but the thing is, I've I've played in I've played in some groups for long campaigns, right? Where the characters over the course of it never gelled, never gelled. Like it always felt as players, we ended up gelling and we we had a common goal in mind, but well, our characters never ever felt like friends. And I don't think that's I don't think that's that you guys. Do it by do you, accident. Do you reckon it's because we're a bit more normal than other people? Then? We're not normal. Um, no, because I, I. No, I mean we're not normal, <laughs> but we can interact with people, innit? No, well, you guys can. You no, can't I'll stand behind you, and I won't get. No, like, I don't yeah. think it's got anything to do with that. I think it's how we've learnt to play over the course of time, and also, yeah, um, at least with our um, our table presence and our group that we play with, we've found quite a good sort of accidental hierarchy. At least for a few sessions. Although this time it's not happening, which is really good to see. I think it's because you guys are more more equal. But you you the hierarchy in this particular group of characters changes depending on situations. Mm. But the it's thing quite, is, it's, it's really shared in this sense. Because you know, of, like of the uh, the playground, so to speak. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely, because it depends on where you are in a social shit in a social situation. <laughs> I would say that Chaz is the most personable. But in, say, for example, a very analytical situation, Alak the cleric is is yeah. the guy who's he's the authority, and I think that Rika, above all else, is very good at um, negotiating and mm. things like this. And it depends on where you are. But it's like we we have had, and I I genuinely think this is how you guys do it, and you don't even know how that you're doing it, or us as a group is because. When it comes down to creating a convincing friendship, it has to come naturally. But the way that we do it, you know how like when you create a D and D group and somebody will play a character that feels like somebody go or he he'll sit down at the table and go, what should I play? And they go, oh, I want to play. Uh, we we need you to play a cleric, so they pick up a cleric, right? Yeah. It's a bit like that in terms of 
I think it almost starts off with somebody's got a really good idea for a character. Somebody else will then go, well, how can my character serve that character? Not not like out loud, but do you know what I mean? It's like, well, where could I fit in with that dynamic? Yeah. And you guys yeah, then yeah. slot in. It's like the characters in your Pathfinder campaign, for example. James's character, without a doubt, was the leader, right? So then, but then I was literally his servant for a part of it, right? And <laughs> and so that's that's where I fit in. I'm the help guy. I'm not. I help the people. Um, and, and like that. That's my character's personality, right? But then we also had the other characters. Like, well, those two are so clearly closely linked. So he, his character became kind of an outsider. And then we have a, we, then we had a relationship there. Do you know what I mean? Like, we gradually got to know Henu over the period, that wizard who was an outsider. I think we, we, we try and make decent characters though isn't it we make we try and make a good story but I think we do it within uh, and this is like, oh, it's just coming across as boasting right now but I think it is good advice to try and make a character whose personality fits in some way right yeah, also, don't just go full bore ahead with the character idea you yeah. had because you think it's cool and also like think about that's, the situation of the, the school classroom when you're forced into a group and so you have to get along think of it like that it's like we were when we started off in the the school grounds, and then we we're all separate, and then we were at uh, the uh, uh, the bar, whatever it was at the school, joining in and drinking like soft drinks and that. And that was sort of like some of the introductionary phase of it. So we really weren't talking much because there was there was loads of NPCs around us, and um, we seemingly didn't really get on. Um, I feel like. Uh, all of our personalities were significantly well not significantly but a lot different to what they've become now and it's like so Sean and JT's character ended up sleeping in the same dorm together so their friendship was going to grow quicker because of proximity because yeah. of proximity whereas um, I was like with someone else and it's quite funny because they're an NPC there is there is less of um Oh, sorry, there was, because they're R.O.P. in peace. Yeah, but there right. was less of a connection there, but there was still a, a subterranean level of respect. Yeah, it was sort of, a, it, was a, it was a sub thing. I mean, that, that's that's all it needed to be. I mean, yeah. that's, enhancing those things of friendship, I've tried to add in NPCs that I think your characters will find likeable. Um, and and Artorius, uh, well, Artorius <laughs> was James's roommate, and he was supposed. I literally put him in because I was rewatching Game of Thrones, and he was based on Joffrey. And ah. I was, I was literally just like, because Joffrey always defers to his dad, but actually hates him, and it's like, it's like, well, he's, and he's a little whiny cunt. And I was just like, I think it'd be funny uh, that when I started the game, uh, those those of you listening. When I started the game, I just said, right, two of you are going to be in the same dorm, one of you is going to be with a stranger. Who wants to go with who? And we had this hilarious scene of Sean and the cleric realising that they're in the room together after meeting earlier and <laughs> hating each other. And they, were yeah. both, and, they, and they sort of were arguing and they were like, right, goodbye. And then they both started walking in the same direction. They were like, <laughs> started speeding up. Funny. So why are you following me? Stop walking beside me. <laughs> yeah, 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 that was so good. But that's also knowing that you can play on jokes like that because of the setting. Because it's based in the school, it's going to be like, right, you know, Harrison made sure to prep us in the way of, right, think Harry Potter, think of uh, any kind of anime that's got any kind of school tro- trope that you could think of, of um, and play up to it. Because it's, it's, it's those situations are going to be fun. While the overarching story is really fucking deep and dark, the school uh, time and interaction there 
like can be as stupid as we like. Well, and that's the what often but, stench of the light stench, or maybe heavy, of uncomfortableness the whole way. Uh, like like with the dorm room. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot yeah. of it. There's a yeah. lot of it, and and also like um, that, that's the thing that people like. See, uh, with the later films as an exception, the thing that people like about Harry Potter, right? Often. Is is the it's, it's comfort food, isn't it? Yeah. Even though the films they 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 have some pretty significant plot holes, it's like it's comfort food. It's it's like when you see them in that big hall and they're eating a yeah. dinner and it's all and that's weird. the light-hearted fun time, isn't it? What and is when, he drinking? I mean, oh, I'm sure it's hell. It's not pumpkin juice. <laughs> when you get to the end as well, you feel like you're in that friend group. Uh, yeah, like it's that peaceful yeah. feeling. I, I yeah. don't know, and I think I think yeah, in uh, I think finding a place where you guys. Where where you your characters slot into each other, even if they are completely different, is the best way to enhance yeah. that. Yeah. It's also to know aspect. that, like you as a player in that environment, you really should uh, learn to accept that that's the position you're in. You're saying you've been in, in some campaigns that have long running, and I don't think any player at that table accepted it because they were just like, "Well, no, I'm better than that person, so I'm never going to get on with them." It, it was Whereas it was like, all no, I'm the main character. Yeah, you've got the bloody camaraderie of it all so you all have to work together to, for that one purpose it doesn't matter what film or what situation you're in real life or fake those people will always connect in some way or another even if it's slight and yeah we, like, we know that for, for well yeah. like I, I remember now this is not going to mean anything to anyone but uh, what the fuck was her name you know what was that, that girl that we went to school with Rachel something and she had a huge mouth the what, biggest mouth Bex yeah her that'll do yeah and Lauren, yes, right. I was in a science group with both of them, and it was the funnest one ever. Because, but, and you would never think those two would get on, but they were the best of friends, and it was great. Oh, well, she looked like the Attack Titan. Oh, she does. Oh, that's grim. Just to let you know, just to let you know, she, she okay. If I'm going to give some archetypes, she was literally like Neil from the Young Ones, and she was. <laughs> let's just be honest, mega chav, right? Biggest chav ever. She did hairdressing at college. Oh yeah, wait, wait, Lauren, yeah. Yeah, Lauren, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there was me, who was like, a, you know, a new metal kid. But the three of us somehow found common ground because we were stuck in a science group together. But I think, yeah, you're right, James. Players have to lean into it, don't they? You have to lean into it. You that. have to accept it. Like, you can't just be a cunt for the whole thing. And, like, I hate it when people do that. It's like, I'm a barbarian, so I'm dumb. It's like, come oh, yeah, on, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. just dumb. You're also, like, there's a lot more depth. But it's also character. playing that that uh, uh, dark loner, right? Yeah. Just forget that. Don't do that in one of these settings because well, you've got to be somebody's friend. That's well, part of li- it. Actually, so, if you individually look at all of us, we're all the dark loners. But we've, all the characters. Yeah. If you actually look so. at us individually, we literally are. Yeah. But um, yeah, we are. We're, we're all like from socially outcast groups. But also, um, the fact is that everyone tries to be a main character. So your group, like you're saying, James, you're a group, and you have to get through this shit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, the group is the main character. No mm. individual character is, and you've got to play your character as such. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Well, that's pretty fucking good. Well, We've you only could got say the school is the main character. <laughs> no, it really isn't in this case. <laughs> um, I just want to point out um, one last thing I did is that is that this is a, a theme in stories that tend to involve children in the first place is a lack of adults, right? Because it, it but, but it means there's good, okay, there's two things. There's got to be a reason why the adults aren't dealing with it, uh, aren't dealing with the problem, and there's there's got to be a reason Sh- to have them not be there the whole time. Even usually because ha- they're just legs in it, like 
Yeah, in Tom and Jerry, yeah, they're just legs. In uh, Charlie Brown, they're legs. So sure. basically, if if you are running a school game, just whenever the the players interact with this uh, uh, teacher, so just, small. Go, just, just go, just go, yeah, uh, you, you see, today's your math class. In front long, of you is a really pair of legs. in front of you is a big <laughs> long thing of legs, and uh, it starts to and the play characters right there, just like, sir, can I help have some help with this assignment? And the teacher just goes. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great, wouldn't it? That'd be a fun yeah. game. Oh, yeah. Thomas! No, in, in, in a lot of popular media, and you're going to notice this everywhere now, if you haven't already, uh, the parents are dead. So that's why the kids are doing it. Uh, other ones, other reasons you can come up with if you look at Stranger Things is that nobody would believe them if they even told them what was going on. That's another way to have the parents out of the equation. In this particular case, you do have adults in terms of the teachers, but they are hands-off, uh, unless they're teaching. Aside from one of them, but the the point is, is that there is a lack of adults within the story that involves the kids, right? In this case, it's that the school can't be seen to be incompetent because they're getting military funding, and basically all of the player characters and their friends have been given this ultimatum, where they say, "Look, if you don't solve this mystery, um, then the, then the school's going to get cut funding, and you're going to cost all these people an education." So you've been kind of forced into it. In a way, because if they were doing it publicly, uh, then they would be shown to be incompetent and the funding would get pulled. But yeah, so yeah, not having adults around. And even when uh, uh, bloody one of you went, one of the characters went back to his hometown and he wanted to go back to his house, I just said that his parents were on holiday and only his butler was still there just partying and doing loads of coke and that. Oh yeah, that was good. Um, yeah, so I think a lack of parents, but having parents be an ever-looming threat on things, like the character Artorius that that was your roommate, for example, often spoke about his dad, but you're yeah. unlikely to ever actually meet him. Kind yeah. of. Oh, wait until my daddy gets back. I could buy you! <laughs> uh, right, uh, yeah, mechanics. Mechanics you could use. So I do think, now we've touched on this a little bit, but I do think having the lessons there, but not having... Don't play out every fucking lesson. Have a table of things that, that might mean that something interesting will happen that day, but don't do it. There's got to be a lesson-based thing in there. You know, oh, that's a question, like, a tough question you just asked, you know? What is? No, no, um, like, if, like, you're in, like, a highlight of a lesson, for example, oh, there's a tough question in this lesson. Yeah, but it could be that. In, yeah, in, in on I mean. it, Genuinely, in the Persona yeah. games, that is a thing. And Persona probably is, if you want to set an RPG in a school, play that fucking game, because... Is the best at nailing the feeling without bogging it down. Like often, you you spend a lot of time with your mates throughout the week. More often than not, it'll be you went for a beef bowl with Yosuke. It was nice, right? So yeah. I actually but then thought... once in a while, you have a breakthrough moment where it'll tell you about his life and things like this. Yeah. yeah so but... I thought that the um, the lesson mechanic before ever playing it out, because I was uh, aware of it, because I was just like, oh, we're going to be doing lessons and stuff. I had no idea what it was going to look like. And I was honestly a bit dubious about it because I was just like, "How is it? How is it going to work?" Because I didn't, I had no idea. Well, because imagine if we just sat down. And I was like, "Right, uh, so James, you're just doing like, your for the range. next half hour. We're going to play through everyone's lessons and do this and the other." Yeah, and, and the and way it course... works is actually it's 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 mechanically sound. It's quick enough um, and entertaining enough to keep you uh, keep your attention throughout the necessary. 
uh, evil. More often than not, a yeah, it's a necessary evil. Like yeah. literally is, and and more often than not, the game will start with the lessons. So all it is is the way I've done it is, it, and and if you want a good system for it, look at Harry Potter and the tabletop RPG. It's free and it's fucking good. But this one, the way I've done it, because I've applied it to D and D specifically, is that the the lads will play out their lessons clubs and professions throughout the week right and all it is is for each lesson you roll a dice versus a difficulty number and that difficulty number is how easy or hard the classes are that week to decide the difficulty number i've just rolled a d20 and that's it that's how difficult classes are this week if they beat it they get an inspiration that they can then use on the mission that happens every friday the assignment whatever you want to call it and that's it. For it. Once it gets to the end of a term, these guys then do exams where they can level up. And for every four uh, lessons that they've succeeded in that term, they can re- try to re-roll an attribute. And you can decide how you want to do that. But Yeah, so if you like do well at every single one of your lessons, then you've got a higher percentage chance of re-rolling your attributes. You can re-roll up. three attributes yeah. and, try and try and boost them up by one. So, yeah. And that's um, outrageous and a really fun sort of... Uh, mechanic as it's well. definitely good I mean uh, what was funny though is that Sean do you remember I said you have to declare which stat you're trying to re-roll before you roll it because you're rolling a d20 and trying to get above your stat to get a plus one yeah. and I said you have to do it before and Sean rolled the dice and just went strength after he'd rolled the dice yeah yeah it was it there's a, a much longer delay as well no, but didn't. in addition to this um, the way that clubs and that work is, is kind of different so the second that you join a club and you attend one class uh, or a profession, same thing. You'll get uh, a plus one to as a skill on your sheet. So, for example, James, the you've got has to relate. Yeah, Definitely, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've got Lorimer. Uh, uh, yeah. I just use the professions from the book, so you could be a woodsman, whatever, right? And you get a plus one in it. But to keep that, when you get to exam time, which is level up time, you have to you have to roll to see if you can keep it. Uh, if you fail, you need to do the class for another year to then keep the skill. Uh, another term, sorry. Or if you succeed, you keep that plus one and you can either move to a new one or... Or try and make it a plus two. Exactly. By doing the same class and doing the same thing over again. The other thing we've spoken about is the school encounters. So every time, for every day of lessons, you're just rolling once. I'm not doing five lessons a day. It's just every day of lessons you're rolling once. And then these guys can uh, also... Then they'll roll for a random encounter. Just roll a D6 and if you get one or two, then you're going to roll on my D50 school encounter chart. Um... That is roughly it for for all all of the mechanics I use. I did start the game with because I think inspire so so you're earning inspiration every time you succeed in a class to use on a mission. But also a big theme about school things is embarrassment. What's the worst thing that can happen to you at school? It's having uh, something embarrassing about you last for a while. So if these guys ever rolled a crit fail, that's an embarrassment. And instead of you getting inspiration, I get an embarrassment that I can use on you at any point. It's like you remember the embarrassing thing and suddenly you get D6 less on whatever role you're doing. Um, but I just I hated using it, so I didn't use it. But if you're a harsh GM, you might like to use that. Yeah, you started using it, but then because your lack of using it, you ended up pulling them up. And then it was ridiculous. Like, well, I've got to spend them now, haven't I? One character had eight, and, and you know... The idea is, is that if you are using that system, actually use it. But I, I just hated it, man. It just, it, it, it really felt shitty, especially if you had a combat where people have rolled, you know, misses yeah. for like eight hits, and then I just go embarrassment, fuck you. So it never felt like a good time to use it. But yeah, those are mostly the mechanics that I've but it used. Never is. 
Never is a good time. That's the point, isn't it? But I just couldn't do it. I felt terrible, man. Yeah, like I don't right, mind, okay. I don't mind rolling off against you in in a combat or whatever, and like that that is fair. But then it felt bad. It felt just kind of shitty to me just to be like, here's this thing like I can use against you. Because you're undercutting their uh, achievement kind of thing. To what a degree, mean? like by using the embarrassment to go against the exactly, player. exactly. If you're rolling against someone, then that means it's like yeah, it's one. But one me as one. the GM choosing a moment for you to remember and it goes badly. Do you know what I mean? It just feels kind yeah. of shitty. I, I think that there are certain situations like a con game where that would be really funny. I would. But a con just, game is perfect. I just and don't I also know if feel I like keep it. if you wanted to use it uh, throughout uh, another campaign of it, it'll take a bit of extra play testing. But you could choose to. Do like um, a round and roll uh, interval throughout the night of the game, and just be like, right at this moment, embarrassment's going to come Ooh. up if you have it. Oh, so just maybe, Sean, you fucking no, Jet. J- no, I couldn't. Like, I'm really sorry. That's the. You know, so I just tried to count. But up. yes, maybe what we'll do is we is you could have a sand timer that's always yeah. running, and if when it gets to the bottom, some so, an embarrassment's getting used. Who's that? Yeah, or something um, like that. Who's that guy? Like who guy? Never you about. Which guy? Moonbeam. Yeah, sorry, Moonbeam. Yep. <laughs> Thing is, I feel like we've had a really good discussion today. I actually got out some really good points, no, and you've just no, you've just, no, you've, just, you've just burped all over it, it man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, James. <laughs> yeah, we finish each other's sentences. Oh, don't think. All right. uh, some people are gonna laugh somewhere, right? <laughs> ow, 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 ow. <laughs> James just slapped him on the back of the head. Benny healed me, man. Why is it? Sean, Sean does very weird ejaculations, and I mean that in a traditional sense. I don't mean it like that. You know when you... What well, other sense I, is there, really? No, because you can ejaculate loudly. It's like going, ow! <laughs> like American Dad, you mean? No, you fuckwit. I mean, I mean, like, in a traditional sense no, of an ejaculation is, is not <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, from the penis. No, I know. Yeah. It, means to, it means a sudden startlement. Yeah. And you make a noise, right? I, I don't know what better word to use for it, but you, Sean does do them, right? If you make Sean jump, which to means to give them a fright... I don't know if that's only an English term. You, you're then, then you're like Sean always goes yay or yow. And one of my favourite yeah. ones is we were playing F Zero GX once, and Sean oh, fell no. off the he fell off the track. And what did he say, James? Oh no, I've done a pie. Just he says that out of nowhere. That's in his brain, just waiting to come out at any given moment. Worse than. Ah! No, he tried to get him. <laughs> I was trying to get him just then. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. What about who? <laughs> <laughs> This is bad. That was an allergy. What, this podcast? No, no. This bit. <laughs> this bit. No, just short. Right, let's just... It is weird, man. Like, wipe everything off the table. Like, just table flip. No, it might break another stand. mic. Because it's probably oh, yeah. either broke. God bless. You oh. definitely broke James's mic. They haven't shared one. <laughs> just by podcast. looking at it. No, um, joking. So, yeah, that's basically it for mechanics. I, I think we, we, we've spoken about reinforcing the right type of themes... Uh, mechanics you could use I think we've gone over fairly well what to do and what not to do I think one of the things I would say not to do and this is what I saw one of my friends and I, and I, like, I like no offence Dan but but he he started off a, ca- a campaign which lasted seven years so it must have been good but I think they played every three four months when they could all get together but um, he ran a Harry Potter campaign and the way he did it was uh, he, he started everyone off by writing them letter invitations to Hogwarts and things like that and I think props are a good thing but that is useless that is, there's no point of that being part of a game and also I just think 
there's a, there's a point where you just get too heavy into theming and not enough about game mechanics. I think that the school parts of the game should be maybe uh, they should be part of it. But in Harry Potter and things like this, they come up organically to the point where it's like, okay, the mission is always the main thing, but then you have yeah. these interpersonal relationships scattered within, oh, and that's something you should encourage. Whole, like you get the feel for the like you get the feel for that straight away, you know. Yeah, yeah, and then and yeah, if somebody says you go to the Great Hall, yeah. you get an idea. But if you if you have a scene where somebody, I think maybe employ a very uh, like if if you have a scene where a bully is bullying somebody. Just or, or whatever, and have the players react to it. Do their shit. Move on. That's that scene. You know, you don't then spend the whole rest of the day watching them go from class to class, being sad about it. Do you know like, what I mean? Like some kid gets shoved into locker. Oh yeah, I remember that happened to me. I mean, oh yeah, I remember seeing that at school. Yeah, exactly. But uh, you know, what you do, yeah, what, I suppose what you don't want to do is focus on the superfluous details that aren't part of the plot. I feel like the there, there are plots and subplots, but you just you don't want to have it be just like. Oh, let's all pretend we're going to Hogwarts. It needs to be. It needs to be have a plot and a story in a game. You're not just yeah, sitting there. And, and that's what that game sounded a bit like. Um, so yeah, really. But that- also, uh, the fact is that we're like, because it's a bit unfortunate for them, because they couldn't get as much into it because they were playing it less. Like we're quite lucky that we get. Yeah, to I think play maybe that's week. why then they would just focus just on the relationship, just in the being at Hogwarts bit of the game. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Try not to do that. Seriously. Um, before we wrap this up, do any of you have any good suggestions of what to do and what not to do before we move on? Uh, if you're going to smoke doinks, go to the toilet. No, uh, no, I've got no we don't mean... At school. No, 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 Sean. What we, do, oh. what we don't mean is what do you do? What good tips for going to school in an RPG. That's not what we're doing. Do you think that's what we're doing? I've got a good tip. Go on. A uh, genuine one. Yeah, go on. Mad doinks. Fucking sure. Um, <laughs> if you want to burp, don't. Um, so uh, a good tip would be, uh, as we've alluded to, is the main event being the uh, uh, what is it the the tasks that we've got to do at the, on the Friday. Mm. That is should be the centre of it all each time, and just make sure that you know at the end of the day this is a this is a fantasy uh, game, and we are doing some fantasy based stuff heroic kind of deeds going on that's it and yeah yeah like I know proper big battles and all this stuff still keep it still make it D&D yes. it also very much but I, I think sorry I will let you finish in a second Sean but, the, but I think what it is and I've just sort of thought of this but I, so it's probably rubbish but if you when you look at Harry Potter or anything like that the relationship parts are gradual and then the adventuring parts are immediate so yeah. it's like I think that's that's kind of it, really. But yeah, Sean, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say it's kind of um, gets you excited as well because you're going like when you get to that part where you have to go on these missions and do this fancy stuff. You're like, what's what's waiting around the corner? It does build up the excitement, really. Uh, I think like it gives everything to... context as well, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Like so, yeah. Well then, uh, just to give a recap, then. Uh, School bad, school games good. Exactly. But also, <laughs> uh, so the themes, right? We spoke about those. Identity, self-discovery, ambition, temptation, friendship, and loyalty. Those have got to be 
major parts of any school RPG. We talked about how to apply those. Uh, we talked about some mechanics you could use, uh, like keeping lessons in there, uh, the random encounter tables, and things like this. And also to focus on the gradual and the immediate plot. The immediate plot being playing D&D or whatever system or setting you happen to be using. Um, and that is roughly going to be it, isn't it, lads? Well, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed no, talking good. to you about it. And we made some good points, I think, I for a fucking change. we were all locked on. Good chat. We were locked on. Good we were chat. locked on. One of us, one of us, not so much. Um, but speaking well, of that yeah, person, who my, I'm not going to name, my, we're going to do uh, yeah, shut no. your fucking mouth for a second. Sorry. No, no, sorry. No, no, because you like. Anyway, conspiracy corner with a Shauna McLorna. Let's go. Conspiracy corner. Wait, can we talk about James's sweatshirt first? Because it really like. Why is it made of that material? Because it's like it looks really nice, but I like because it reminds me of what they used to use. Because they can see this on the. In their ears. No, because I'll take a picture and put it on the Discord. That's not good enough. Um, It's only about 5% of our listeners are actually on the Discord, but go on. Oh, sorry. No, no, this will encourage them. They're really going to want to see this. It really reminds me of what they used to hold McDonald's cups in, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it does, yeah. (laughs) Right, well, if you want to see that on the Discord, you know, join up. Right, now, instead instead of James's brilliant segue into Conspiracy Corner, is a new one. We're going to do Conspiracy Corner now. So my first question for you is, can fire melt steel beams? Get your head around the both design of the flat earth system we live in, and who has been involved in the deception to hide it from you? Right, here we are in Conspiracy Corner. We'll uh, do this, lads, and we'll go for a break, all right? Um, yeah, sure. we're, here we are in Conspiracy Corner. This Sean, this is this is an item we don't often do, but Sean's got a new one, apparently. Text me today. Uh, Sean, he's, we've obviously, as we all know, never smoked weed because it's illegal and you wouldn't. However, if you did, you might come up with some crack crackpot theories. So we're going to do some now. Uh, conspiracy Corner, this is your segment where you tell us about conspiracies. It's not RPG related. In fact, this one's not even closely RPG, re- unless it is. Co- uh, tell me. Well, they have got a. Um, they. That's a good start. I mean. Yeah, it's, that's how it always starts, mate. It's already, well, they have got mind control now, haven't they? So, <laughs> fucking. Alright, no. Um, so, just so that you know, we are gonna, we're going to mock you pretty mercilessly. No, but they. they, they well, I wasn't, I wasn't let's about mock to him in a minute. I wasn't about to talk about the Illuminati. Um, <laughs> what about the lizard people? Uh. Ah, oh, we can talk about them if you No, the, no, 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 no. The no. Anunnaki, you mean? <laughs> right, go on and tell us about Matthew Perry. Come on. All right, um, job bless. This is uh, the only bit I know. Uh, Sean LeBing, Matthew Perry, he died. Um, he was the only talented one. And, um, Chandler. Yes. Chandler Bing. Yeah. Not Chandler. Oh, yeah. Chandler. Oh, sorry, because I thought it, d- d- Chandler was somebody who makes candles, right? So do you call it a chan- do, do you call it a chandelier? Do you? Oh, is it cat ca- chandler then? Of course it's fucking chandler because you don't call it a chandelier. A chandelier. Yeah, Sorry, I, f- I know I fucked it up just then, but don't worry about it. Yeah, Get on with your fucking conspiracy, but, right? We've got we've been recording for an hour and a half. But if you like, but Americans say Flanders. Where it's yeah, that? and I say Flanders. But when I'm speaking about Flanders fields in England, they'll say that. But if I'm, if it's his name. Yeah, all right. Okay, so he died, right? And um, no, what? Yeah, like he died. He Flanders. Was, no, um, so like Ch- Chandler, Chandler, Chandler died, right? So right. Matthew Perry. He what died. episode was this in? In Friends? Uh, it wasn't. Like they finished that like in nineteen ninety six. So what are you talking about? Any Chandler didn't die, did he? No, Matthew Perry. Matthew. Oh, Payne. right, the actor. 
Yeah, he died, right? And he plays Flanders. Uh, he played Ned Flanders, and... <laughs> no, look, listen, right? I've got to get to my point, right? Because he was the only talented one, right? And he, like, wrote a book and stuff. And, look, I didn't really have this prepared. I just, well, I was just throwing it Sean. out there. I just thrown you a bone, right? Sean, so, it's not a bone You haven't even us. said anything yet, mate. Like, you have said nothing. Your, Don't uh, go looking at other people's bones, James, because... I can look at any bones I like. <laughs> No, okay, so he died, right? Right, so Harry, uh, so Harry, died. Harry so, Shearer died. Yeah, he died, right. The actor who plays Flanders. Yeah, he did, yeah. Right. Uh, no, he didn't. Like, Matthew but, Perry died. He's the only uh, talented one. He wrote a book. That's he, what I've got so far. He wrote a book. He wrote his biography, right? And, um, like, do you think, like, because, like, do you think, like, his death, do you think that that was a bit suspicious, do you think? Cause, well, the guy had a drug and alcohol problem. Yeah, because... That is the, this is this what you got? Is no, this what you've got? Because it's a bit suspicious, isn't it? Like Sean, what's suspicious about it? I Tell me that. You'd run with it. So I've thrown you loads of other ideas. I didn't think. So your conspiracy corner this week is you making what you think is a okay. funny joke okay. in order to get us to riff no, on it. It's not, That's the best you could no, do. It's not a funny. What's joke. suspicious about it? Tell me what's suspicious no, about it. No, because like he knew some stuff and he had. Right, uh, what's in the book? Like. Well, like you could see the cracks. His struggles his, with his addiction yeah, and all that. Yeah, Even though yeah, he was found in his jacuzzi with no yeah. narcotics. Yeah, there you go, yeah. How's that suspicious? That's a bit suspicious, isn't it? Like, what, what's going on with that? Like, there's no more fun conspiracies. Yeah, or, okay? he was, or he was, or he was, or um, he was rattling, rattling from drug use and he died. Yeah, I think so, but... Yeah, Sean, Sean. But, so, so you... So no, I, but, no, but no, when you said... No, you here's said, the bit, right? I've, got, I've come to a lead. So, right, Come okay. to a lead of his own mind, because okay. he hasn't read no, this right. on Wikipedia. If, leading, if anybody... If anybody no, guys, is, look, I've got... I've come. I'm, I, oh, he's come. <laughs> 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 Sean, you're not going to top that. I'm no, sorry, mate. Like, we're moving on. Bad. No, we're moving on. Don't get cut. Don't get cut as a segment. I've come. <laughs> yeah, Sean, honestly, uh, whatever you say okay. now, I'm cutting no, it right there. Right, so uh, some people have come out and said it's a suspicious death, right? Um, some guy on the Joe Rogan's. Have you, have you watched Harry Potter? Yes. Series 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. All clear mission. Got another segment, Dragon or Blaggin. Let's go into it, please. Dragon or Blaggin! <laughs> Dragon or Blaggin, this is a game show. Sorry about that bit, just then, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this is, this. it's not a game show. It's a seg. Oh, my, honestly, my morale is so low. What about the non binary? Shut people? up, we'll go for this. We're going to go for this. <laughs> well, let's crack it. Let's we'll, crack go, it. We'll, do, well, we'll do this and then we'll go for a break. Okay, this is Lord of the Rings. No, it's not. It's Dragon. It's Dragon or Blackin, right? The the idea is is that these questions are going to be like I've made stuff up, and you got to guess the real thing. And the subject that we're doing today is Lord of the Rings. Now, if you've ever gone on to the Lord of the Rings wiki, right, or if you ever tried to read the book, you understand that there's so much waffle and crap, and it's no wonder that people enjoy the films more than the book. I'm sorry about that, but you just do. And be honest with yourself, you haven't read it, so shut up. Um, which <laughs> which of these is a real sentence? from the Lord of the Rings wiki, right? There's going to be three here. You have to decide which one's the real one. Number one, originally called Lund, he was accounted as the wisest of the Glorfanderil. He was created by Graal the Animistic before the siege of Amon-Ra. That's sentence one. Sentence two, originally called Olorin, he was accounted as the wisest of the Maiar. He was created by Luvatar before the music of the Ainur. That's sentence two. Sentence three, originally called Mandalf, 
he was accounted as the wisest of the Ilanvaranlalas of the Melendria. He was created by Deagle before the scroll of... Sentence s- three. Boom. No. That's the what, real one, is what's it? What's the oh. real one? Yeah. No, okay. You I'm, think Gandalf was originally called Mandalf? Look, no. I'm not... Look, right, I'm, 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 I know there's supposed to be some mystery. That's obviously a Harrisonism. I thought it was one. But okay, so you, all right, so you're going with one. The fact that was one. so shit, the fact that it was so shit, like Mandalf, made me think that maybe it was. Oh no! Okay, I no, I get you. I've, I, you threw us a bone there. I knew that. I knew that was right. It's so like, like, Sm- like Smeagol's rival being called Deagle. Like. I want to go with. I'm going to go with two, just so I have a different answer. So I'm going to go with two. Sean. Yeah, one, one. Yeah, uh, Gandalf's name was not originally Lund. Uh, it was Olorin. So uh, it's two. Yeah, you're right, James. Uh, that is a real sentence about a character in a book who is just. Look, all I want to know. All I want to know is this: He's a wizard. He does cool shit. Yeah. But uh, that's it. That's you it. shall not pass. Well, so it's been, so Ian. It has been about ten years since I watched the film, and about twenty since I've read the. Watched the film. Read the book. You never read the book. No, I've read. Everyone's the tried to read the book. I've Sean seen. claims to have read them all. Uh-huh. Can you vouch for this? Well, then you? let's see, because we're about to do more of this quiz. All right, let's go. Frodo's name is based on a Norwegian word, Froder. But what does it mean? And uh, so you have to guess the name of the word. So I'm just going to clarify that with you, Sean. Um, A, little idiot. <laughs> B, brave child. C, wise one. D, boy of ga- great strength. Or E, cum guzzler. Ooh. <laughs> e sounds pretty good. Um, can you give me A and B again, please? Little idiot or brave child. And then there's wise one or boy of great strength or cuz cuz cum guzzler. Oh, I want it to be a little idiot um, because it sounds very hobbity and he is a little idiot. But I think brave child is probably going to be it. James, you're going brave child, Sean? Great strength. Boy of great strength. You are wrong. It is actually wise one. Oh, I'm really disappointed. Yeah, so it comes from the Norwegian Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. Um, Next question. Tom Bombadil is an annoying twat that features in the books, but not in the films. Um, And he's one of the worst parts of what is otherwise a good book, but he's known by the elves as Larwain Ben Adur. But what does that mean? This is an elvish word, so they do actually say it within the book. It's not; it doesn't require knowledge of Norwegian in this particular case. So, um, is it a he who is most travelled? B walker of roads? C oldest and fatherless? D abracadaniel? E cum guzzler? Walker of roads. <clears throat> James. Uh, and what are the other two beside those? Uh, he who is most travelled, or oldest and fatherless? Oh, I like oldest and fatherless. Uh, James, you are right. Actually, it's a bit nice. Well done. So he's yeah. he's he's a character that's sort of like mystical origin. So people don't actually know what race he is, and he's like immune. It sounds very. He's also immune to the ring, yeah. and he lives in a big yellow thing out in the woods, and he also sings songs, and this sort of became the famous. Thing that people know about Tom Bombadil because he he in the book he sings the songs and a lot of people have listened to the audiobook or uh, seen the listened to the BBC radio play of Lord of the Rings and in that he has to, obviously has to actually sing the songs so while you're reading the book you just skip over them entirely because why would you read them and he's uh, the song his lyrics are like ring ding a dillo dillo ring a ding and things like this it's um, fucking weird also um, the thing about the Lord of the Rings the other books because I read The Hobbit and then like, I got to those and it was like quite scary are they as big as I remember them being or no oh. 
No, because the, 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 all six books combined. Um, just I looked at Sean there to see if he reacted to that. All six books. So there's four. Ah, there we go. Who's read the books now, Sean? But there's, there's four books. No, there's six. There's six. Oh, there's six. What? The set originally was six books. Fellowship of the Ring is two books. They then got combined into one volume. So it's three volumes, six books. Sucker bag of dicks. I don't think he's ever read the book. But let's see. Let's see when we get to the next question. Can't what me. is J.R.R. Tolkien's real name? Now, now, I know that's not in the book. Don't answer it yet. I'm not, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna read the options out, but I know that's not in the book. But as a real Tolkien fan, you would know this. Tolkien scholar. You're a Tolkien scholar, right? So is that what they're? Yeah. Yeah. No, there are Tolkien scholars, like there are Shakespeare ones. Yeah. Yeah. For real. For realsies. So, um, what's his real name? A. Josiah Ronald Reagan Tolkien. B. Jeffrey Raymond Robert Tolkien. C. John Ronald Raoul Tolkien D. Jamiroquai Red Dead Redemption Tolkien D. Okay, James? I'm going to go for uh, what was being C again? I'll give you B, I'll give you A as well it's Josiah Ronald Reagan Jeffrey Raymond Robert or John Ronald Royal It's B in it but I'll go with D because it's I'll the go, best answer I've got B in it yeah. Well look lads the correct answer is and, and you know you, you're honestly going to be surprised by this. I just had to Google it because I forgot to mark it on my little notes here. Uh, it is John Ronald Real token, but you went B, so you're wrong. Sean, you're wrong. It is not Jamiroquai Red Dead Redemption token, but good guess. Well, thank you. Good guess. Yeah. It's my. Xbox You've never read the books. No. no, look, Sean, I do believe you. I'm sure you read them. Um, I, I, read I them just, to rent them. I was just I was just joshing. Most people don't know there were six books. Most people don't yeah, know because yeah. they were divided into three volumes. I guess, like, when they were updated for, like, you know, I mean, I don't know, like, it was like, I guess there was probably a revival at some point. That well, now they just sell it as one big thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, all right, uh, let's have a little break. In the future, you will be able to send a letter or parcel from anywhere on the planet. This, sir, is the Electro Letter. Love that buzz, I do. Oh, wait, I shouldn't have done that. Uh, <laughs> right, let's do some electro letters then. Uh, first one comes in from Owen Purple Drank Lean. Uh, by the way, if you want to submit your questions, you can uh, join the Discord link in the description. Owen Lean, he says, What the fuck have you been doing with your life without a podcast? I'll tell you what, a bit, I'll tell you what I've been doing, mate. Uh, don't know if you know this, a bit of a sore subject, but uh, yeah, my wife got a bit old, didn't she, mate? So. <laughs> That's what, that's what I've been doing. And you would know that as a friend of mine, so a bit of an insensitive question. Um, I look forward to the apology, mate. <laughs> Tell you the truth. She's been playing Final Fantasy VI, actually. So. That's true, I did do that as well. Uh, well, You haven't done that in, in place of the podcast. No, no, no. That was around times where I could possibly play it. And, uh, to be fair, I didn't just complete Final Fantasy VI, I did, I did 12 as well, so shut <laughs> <up>. <laughs> And Tears of the Kingdom. Moonbeam, he says, what is love? Baby, don't hurt, hurt me. me. Um, don't hurt right, let's me. really unpack this question because... No. Love, it depends how you view it. Is it the romance explosion? Because I often say chest? things like, I love that new burger from McDonald's. Yeah. But is that real love? Um... It depends what you do to it. It's not like the love you have for, like, say, Wendy's or, you oh, know... Wendy, yeah, she's... 
Wait. My upstairs neighbour's called Wendy. How old is she? Ginger? She's like 60 or something. She also ginger. No, well, that's the weird so thing. She's much younger burgers. than I am. Shut up, oh, no. And she's Wendy. What do you mean? Just she's flipping burgers? What, because she's a woman? No, like, because Wendy's because has... Wendy's burgers. She has square burgers. Uh, what's that? American... Uh, um, fast food restaurant. We, we had one in Croydon once. Wendy's? Remember? No, I don't think I know it. Wendy's. Uh, good question. No, actually, it's not a good question. That's a fucking stupid question. Go away. <laughs> CJ. Ages. CJ, he says, if two trains were approaching the same city, one travelling at 100 kilometres an hour and the other travelling at 120 oh, kilometres an hour, Go on. what kaiju would you have attacked the city? And let's, let's just, uh, just to put a bit of a spin on this, what kaiju would you have attacked the city? Let's say if we were running a campaign and the kaiju, a kaiju had to feed a, a big bad, what would it be? Um, like a really large Eric Cartman, I think. Probably pick from probably pick from uh, existing kaiju, as that's probably happened in South Park, hasn't it? Yeah, um, probably. I can't believe you watched that crap. Um, um, so, uh, no, pick a pick like a pick like an actual kaiju, not a South Park character. Still one of the best shows ever made, but like that's fine. Right? In what way? Um, you've never watched. It's it, satire. So it's funny. They shit on things that are current. Um, tell me you've never watched it without telling me you've never watched it. Okay, yeah, fair enough then. It just looks shit, alright? I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> James? Um, I think I'll just go for the old... Uh, the book standard Gojira, isn't it? Is that the only one you know? No. It's like the Kong King. It's Godzilla. Oh, that's a good one too, though. Like a Godzilla. Shin Godzilla. To be honest, I'm a big fan of Mothra. Always have been. Don't know, I think it's because it's a lady Mothra. one. Mothra. Actually, yeah, and I'm excited of Mothra because of our charm. Because we had that in one of our games as well, because it's a monster in MCC uh, called Evox, I think it's called. What's, um, um, oh, yeah, like Kappa. I like Kappa. <laughs> or maybe Tanuki. Is that. Um, no, that's a different type of thing, isn't it? Tanuki is a fucking. Um, a a, a, yeah, a real raccoon, right? Yeah. But oh, but B, it's um, what is it? That's a it's a yokai, yokai. Oh, it's not kaiju. Oh, kaiju is a big one. one. Yeah, that's the okay. Um, I would also accept the answer that pumpkin, that wrapping pumpkin from Power Rangers. That's a good one, that's right? A good, that is a good one. Hip hop pumpkin, the um, uh, giant bot. I think I saw Rita from Power Rangers was quite hot, so. <laughs> I don't well, think Re- does Rita sound. repulse it I suppose yeah fucking because it is a Sentai program isn't it isn't it fucking yeah but um, didn't she get bulbous at one point as well when she got all witchy and like, when they changed the, the actor no it's in like and you know when they put them in the foam stuff but I think I think one of the things I, I do like kaiju movies right but one of the things I like is when you can tell how it was made that's part of the fun of it, right? Yeah, I love it. Like, oh, there's that strings. You can see that cardboard cut out. You can it's tell it. Kellogg's on the back. See, this is what was so cool about the original Godzilla is that the guy, like, got actual, like, third-degree burns in that suit because they were, you know, where you see him knocking over electric poles and they're sparking, that's really happening. When the suit's on fire, it's really on fire. <laughs> love <laughs> so, that shit. So, I think... Sadly, my only experience of, like, kaiju movies is the 1998 American Godzilla. That, but that's canon. It's canon. Is it? Yeah, do you know oh, what it is? that's another Godzilla, so isn't it's, it? Yeah, it's called Zilla now in the yeah. in in the universe. And in the Your film... Your man Zilla. In the film uh, Godzilla Attack All Monsters, I think it's called, it's where all the kaijus come together and fight. And there's a bit in it where the American Godzilla turns up and he's, he, like, if you actually look at it in the in that film the american one that godzilla's way smaller than the original oh, so okay. there's a point almost as if to say the toho film company are like 
fuck you Americans. There's a point where the real Godzilla picks up the American one and just yeets him into a building because it's just like, fuck you. He just picks him up with one hand and just throws him. It's so fucking oh, actually, cool. Actually, like, there is another thing. Do you remember? Do you guys remember the Godzilla cartoon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it had baby Godzilla in it. Yeah, Godzuki. Also yeah. canon. Is it? Yeah, because what? Godzuki then got put into the uh, into the mainline ones, and they had more stories where kids from Japan were like looking up at Godzilla, like "Yay, he's come to save us!" Instead of him being a disaster, <laughs> that was meant to meant to mimic nuclear war. But I mean, that's not kaiju. But now could, Godzilla... could we slap um, cocaine bear in the mix? Too small. If it was a giant, co- if it was a giant cocaine bear, yeah. Um, also, Godzilla. That's a good. I... That would be a good choice for her campaign villain, though, especially if it what, was Call of Cthulhu. It was an entertaining watch as well. It's just something real trashy, but like. It's, anyway, it's, look. My answer is going to be the like... robot from the Beastie Boys music video, the one that's clearly made of cardboard. That's what I want. <laughs> um, also, Godzilla, if you could destroy the business district, I'd be most grateful. Thank you. That's like, that. Wow, edgy boy over here. <laughs> My, Take my, that, the man. My kaiju of choice is going to be all the Gundams. It's a reference, <laughs> it's a reference to the SNES Godzilla game. Well, there are a lot of films where Gundams fight the monsters, so it'd be good if we had an evil one. Mm. And in fact, does Ultraman ever turn evil? Ultraman. That's literally how they say it. And he, he's, he's, he's not even a, a giant robot, he's just a man that turns really big. Well, good. Um, yeah, so there we go. Uh, what is it? Box from the Beastie Boys music video, wrapping pumpkin, etc., etc. Um, it is to the Thid. Um, he says, My current Masks of Nialothep campaign is running up soon. Yes, I'll soon be without my cock. That means Call of Cthulhu is not funny. Yes. And they've asked me to run the next long-term campaign. As the group leans very weeaboo, I'm thinking about running a traveller game in the vein of anime like Cowboy Bebop, Outlaw Star, or Black Lagoon. Any advice or thoughts for making the game feel anime? No. It is to the Thid. You made one Major error. Uh, anime isn't a genre, but I do know what he means, right? Well, take, for instance, the school campaign we're well, playing. Well, yeah, technically, Fantasy Star is very... Uh, the, the video game is, is very anime. I mean, it was one of the first games to feature cutscenes in it, and it has... More like cuck scenes. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty... I mean, that is childish, but it's... It, but, but well done. Thank you. Um, and it has... It's very... It's very anime cutscenes as well. <laughs> Cuck scene. <laughs> <Fuck> <laughs> I should, that is, it's annoying that that made me laugh because it's not good and nobody listening is going to be like yeah that's funny <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so uh, thoughts for making a game feel like an anime um, he's looking for a uh, certain brand of anime though isn't he really specifically he's... gritty space animes by the looks of it but also they do have some of the tropes in there yeah well just do exactly what you're doing in the uh, fantasy star campaign we're doing focus on the the main system as like the main event and everything that's happening where all the action goes but make sure for instance if you want all the anime tropes you lean into it and be like all right you're all sat at the back left of the classroom uh, looking teach, at a security teacher retreat. comes over tits are wobbling uh, well, know, I, think, I think i think one of one of the things is because yeah even cowboy bebop which is a very good anime has a uh, fan service but i think one of the things is that you've got to enough a lot of it, really, because anime isn't a genre, right? And in fact, even in uh, Cowboy Bebop, the episodes switch genre fairly often, right? Mm. I mean, that guy who made it, whose name I can't remember, is known for doing that, right? But the thing is, it's like the the different episodes will be different genres, but the, you you ideally want to have uh, tropes of those genres, right? And so, so I think 
a lot of it is still the flavour, isn't it? It's the, the Cowboy Bebop is like very smoothly animated and has that very cool flair and flavour to it. And you want to kind of encourage players to describe things in a way that feel particularly anime. Because there's a reason, say for example, the Western Cowboy Bebop is nowhere near as cool as the as the original manga, right? Yeah. Anime, sorry. Despite having John Cho in it, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's great. They got the yeah, yeah. He's he is actually quite good. Yeah, he is. He's... But uh, but they stretch the episodes out. Anyway, the point is is it's a lot about flavor. I think the anime and there's there's not really a lot that you could do mechanically other than rewarding your players, give them extra XP, bennies, inspiration, whatever. If they describe the ma- their moves in a cool way, that's something you've been doing a lot, James, with your cool acts and mm. really leaning into the anime stereotype of having unbelievably cool attacks. If well, so, if we somebody... watch a lot of anime at the table, mm. generally excluding Harrison, but uh, in, in all encompassing, there's a lot of anime consumption. So we even at certain descriptor points, we say like, "Oh yeah, he p- pokes his glasses up and it does the anime glint." You know that kind of stuff. That really, that kind of description really helps. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows what that looks like. Absolutely, and and also I think encourage your players. Maybe write it down on a sheet. It doesn't have to be a mechanical thing. Yeah. What's their signature move? Yeah. Shining finger. Like if if you attack somebody with this. If you attack somebody, it's say if you attack somebody with your sword. Yeah. And you reckon you're going to kill them. That's when the super move comes out. So you just be like shining the finger. Or like. Um, yeah, announcing your moves. Have you is seen quite that one with that line. Japanese voice actor talking about Earth Blaster? Because it's <laughs> because he's like he's like he's like this is a problem when you have to say English words because they think it sounds cool. Earth Blaster. And then uh, also um, with the oh no, I forgot what I was going to say. But yeah, like if you're like you could have because because you got like an. Uh, like anime, you could. You've got like anime. You could start out making your characters inspired by an- different anime characters and stuff. But also, like if they do something stupid or if they're like well, I, I, really weird and lewd, you could like give them a horny bonk stuff like that. Like that. No, means, no, no, no. We're not what, telling people to sex up in no. their games. No, not sex up. No, what I mean is what's like, a horny, horny bonk? bonk? You know when you like you get like they get a bash on the back of the head and then the, right. Oh, and it makes a boom. Yeah. Right, and okay. They have like a lump Fuck. on their head. And stuff. bonk. I just want Sorry, a jelly like donut. Much. I go on the internet too much. <laughs> yeah, but it's always then that voice comes up. Oh my god, I thought you liked me. But it'll be like. And there's a little ghost that comes out, isn't it? And... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, really. It, encourage, encouraging flavour. And I think that it only, it's only going to work if you're sitting there doing all the anime descriptions and all of your players are playing characters yeah, like they working. usually do. It's yeah. not going to fucking work. They have to lean into it and to get them to do it, uh, uh, add an incentive for describing their moves in a cool way. Don't give it all the time. But when it's fucking cool and it really serves the plot, like if they're about to kill a bad guy that's really been grinding their ass, yeah. you know what I mean, like something like that. Yeah. That and, and also, Sean, you actually bring up a good point. There's um, in ICRPG, the first thing you do before, and this is something I've employed recently, is that the first thing you do before you sit down and put your pen to paper and make your character, you choose an image that fits your character. So that could be your mini. But or in this case, it could be the portrait. So print off some anime portraits and say, right, pick one of these. This is your character, and then make it based around the picture. Um, I also I think it makes the characters fit the minis a lot better. So you could mm. do what Sean did, and he's bought some coin holders, just printed out circular images, put them in there, and then you've got a bunch of minis for use for your table. Do that with like a hundred anime portraits, and just slap them on a the table. Pick one, 
this is what your character looks like. Um, good advice, actually, lads. Well done. You're great. Ch- Chicken McBacklog, he said, if Sean had an evil twin, how would they GM a campaign? Now he's... Uh, well, let's ask Harrison. What's... Are you, are you, Jim? Sure, that's ours. For those that don't know, Sean is my brother. Um, uh, yeah. you talk, um, do you like, reckon I am I am in a lot of ways? Well, like, that's shocking. Like, did people just think we had the last name then? It's a common surname, Sean. Somebody, James's next door neighbour growing up was called Hunt. Do you know him? Uh, it's, it's his first name, Simon. No. Because oh, I know Simon Hunt. Oh, wow. is he, and is he your brother? <laughs> no. no wow. Right, point taken. Simon, this one's for you. But I had a funny anecdote because, no, actually. Tell the anecdote. You've got to say it now. No, because, like, he, um, once I went, like, because he he basically is a boxing instructor for one of my guys at Care Home. Hashtag fuck the Care Home. Uh, And, um, like. Sure, don't say that. They're your employers. What if they listen to this? Um, I was making a reference to something one of your listeners said. Sorry, on the Discord, is that too, is that right. too highbrow for people? Or? Somebody is that Sean. Sean is Sean, joking. Sean, Sean does a lot of deep you, cuts. Can, I we, love just, can my we just? Can we just? Can we just? Yeah, you job. love your job, don't you? And and the thing is, is that somebody said on the podcast because you know we would. Somebody said on the Discord. Sorry. We were, were having a go at Sean for not being here for a couple of episodes because yeah. he was busy with his job that he loves. And so somebody jokingly said on the Discord, fuck Sean's care home. <laughs> and that's funny, but when you but say... It's a deep cut. It's a deep cut, as well. and it's a not reference to something one guy said once. on a different channel on a Discord that most people wouldn't have even fucking seen if they were on the Discord. And so many of our listeners aren't. Look, that was too smart. Okay, cut him. Smart? In let's, what way? Okay, look. Let's cut this out. Go on and tell us... Tell us we, no. I, I, will, I will cut that out. But... Tell us the Simon Hunt anecdote, please. I got a bit confused because, like, one of our guys goes boxing, and this guy's named Simon Hunt. I didn't know before, Um, and he gave me a receipt with his signature on it, and it said S Hunt on it, and that's. And I was like, "Why? How did he know my name? I haven't told him my name." Um, Right. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. so, how, if you're Sean and Evil Twin, how would they GM a campaign? I think in, in many ways... Oh, I, I think am we'd all so- survive. No, but I am sort of like the, the opposite of Sean, aren't I? Because I'm quite loud, annoying, obnoxious. Sean's Not the really. quietest thing going. Yeah, you are loud, but... No, but he's also obnoxious. Fuck you! <laughs> no, I, I am... I am... I am quite loud. I'm also hard. No, I think, I think what they're trying to say, what they're trying to ask is... Like, could anyone? Because we always complain about his TPK campaigns and how um, so so uh, how rules uh, uh, written. Sean's Sean evil. Is, Sean e- e- <coughs> Sean's evil twin would, would, fu- do, would do fudge evil. every role to make sure the players live. No, no, no. His evil twin would just fuck us from like within thirty minutes. What? So you think every it'll be even? It'll be even worse. Yeah. Be even that's worse. Thing, that's the thing. That's what the person's aiming oh, at. Cause, yeah, we were sort of looking for. Yeah, because I suppose it, that, that what I'm describing is a, no, but he's he's. You're su- doing the opposite. No, no, this an is what I'm saying. Twin, not evil twin. No, but the evil twin is the opposite of Sean, right? And the thing is, he would do that so that we never feel a real sense of achievement because he lets us win every time. That's the real evil. Yeah. He would make the game so mundane. He would fudge every roll so that we always win. We kill every bad guy in one hit, and every time we roll on the loot table, we get ten thousand gold. Oh my god! And then, okay, and it, it would be, the game harsh. would become so easy that we would never. We just play meme sounds that's throughout the house. Yeah, yeah. That's very much anti. <laughs> Mega. Me. No, that's very much anti me. It is. That's the point. It's your evil twin. Did you remember the question? Yeah, I did. I'm just adding to the the point that you're making. Boggle the infamous. He says, is it really possible to do a mystery style adventure without railroading the players? Yes. Here's how. So, um, 
the, you, with a mystery adventure, right? Mystery often... slide adventure, like style. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought we were talking. Like, I thought it was. Re- I thought. Sure, it was re- honestly, I thought it was do you are a, that Simon Hunt anecdote was so shit. Right. Anyway, um, right. Mystery style adventure without railroading. Here's how you do it. Right. The you with a mystery style adventure, it's all about gathering all the clues until the moment where they all click into place together. They all have to make sense. Right. Once you've got all the clues together. To then solve the mystery, do the final scene, right? If you want to do that, have the various clues strewn about the city or wherever the game takes place and have the players try to find them in any order they want. So what the, you could have, let's say, the six clues um, that are going to make everything make sense. Just have them start the game with six leads and they can follow it wherever they want. That's, like, it's more like picking which station to... you arrive at, but uh, it's, it's less railroady and it means they get complete freedom to do everything how they want. Yeah, like how you get to and react to the, the leads uh, is, you know, that's, that's there's a lot of agency there, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. you're still going to maybe come across ways in which you have to get the clues, but nonetheless, it's going to make them feel a less... Uh, less railroaded. I guess there's no way to do a truly 100% open cho- choose your goals adventure with a mystery adventure, but that's not really the fucking point, is it? So yeah, that's that's that would be my advice. Um, just have them tackle the uh, things in whatever way they want. Um, Doctor Mumson, he also says, is railroading always bad? I no. don't think it is. No, it's not. It's it's not always bad. I think it's I think I think it's got a negative connotation because it's it's not always bad. And I play games where. I think the very minimum that a game needs to be uh, in terms of openness is to allow players to interact with uh, individual scenes and solve them in manners they think is fitting. Mm. There's certain parts where it has to be, really, where it has to jump and like, all right, here's the story. It can be, unless you're just running a complete open world that's just a life sim, and that is how some people like to run their games. It's like they can just run around investigating. MCC was a bit like that, but then, like you say, it has to get railroady at a certain point, because in MCC you did have a goal. Even even like Fallout, like like there were parts where... We had a goal, and so, so it was like, it's not completely free and open, because... But then we could choose to. I don't know. Look, the point is, is railroading yeah. isn't always bad. That's the. In fact, I've played some great games. Like a lot. Of, well, like con games, you should expect them to be because you have to be focused. If you, you have to buy across, in. If you go across the beaten track, then you're going to have to be refocused. So. You've only got four hours. Yeah. And usually, but yeah. some games are like connected con games, especially I know with GMs that make terrain. Mm. They do it. It might be. Let's say, for example, I don't know. The the quest is all about capturing a princess from an evil wizard that's that's taken her prisoner right it could be that you'll start off and the gm will just have this scene out and he'll just tell you uh, okay your characters have marched for days to get to the bottom of the wizard's tower and suddenly yeah. you are jumped by orcs and he gets this big terrain out and you play on that for the evening yeah those are those, that's kind of cool but well. then it might be like uh the next scene will be like you've traveled for many hours and got to the second floor of the dungeon but then something devious happens and you'll play on this next terrain that and then you play on that for a night and it's like this is also very rewarding as well in its own way it's like oh we got through this really hard bit it's like really it's just like a video game isn't it yeah exactly and that and that's fine because you're still creating a character with stats you're still role-playing within the scenes they've set out and i think it's a legit way to play it's just that most people do prefer a bit more freedom in an rpg because that's one of the things it can do but then uh, my yeah yeah maybe uh, it, it depends it depends i mean i i it depends there's always a certain level of freedom the players don't have 
that you're trying not to tell them. But do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. yeah. But um, I think in this case, yeah, when he says rare wedding always bad, no, it isn't. And like my mate Gary, for example, he'll often he usually runs plot point pre-made campaigns, right? But he also the campaigns that he's written himself are very much like that. He makes these really cool fucking scenes on uh, uh, virtual tabletop. What is it called? I don't know. The oh, virtual... Te- that, that one on Steam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, tabletop Simulator. Oh, that's it. Yeah. And he spends hours making them, man. Makes these really cool 3D scenes that are fucking amazing. And it's like... So if if oh, he cool. tells me this is this is today's scene, we've got this big scene set out, we're going to fight on it or, and, and have a massive battle all night and then we'll move to another one. And I just think, that's fun. He's got a cool story that behind the scenes and cool context, your characters can be themselves amongst this big fight and you get your stats are still important. And it's a it's a legit way of doing a game. That's why I think I don't think the railroading is the right term for it. And I think maybe it should be like a curated game or mm. a scenario based game. Do you know what I mean? I just don't. I don't know. I think railroading isn't always bad, but when it's bad, it's fucking bad. Well, you've got linear games. So it's like yeah, linear game is a better way of saying it. Yeah, because yeah. like nobody complains that, for example, uh, The Last of Us, that nobody complains that it's not open world because it's good at what it's doing. Yeah, it, it, exactly. you know, but then there are a lot of games that suffer from being too open. If if I if I sat down to you and just said, plonk you in this world and go right, what do you want to do? It's like you got to have something. You got to give some hooks to the players, don't you? So, yeah, Ch- oh, this is a good one. F- uh, Chicken McBacklog. He says favorite type of bread. Why? I knew that is that's such the basic bitch answer. What type of white bread? Do you like a sourdough? Do you like a tiger bread? Oh. White. Well, I white. Just toast, I just, is it white, toasty? When, when you say the white. The thick, toasty, this is like standard. Time when Je- we were asking James what his favourite meal that he cooks is, and he said that the one he does, because he batch cooks a bunch of pasta, and he said, it's my favourite meal because of sustenance. And it's like, anything can fucking sustain you. What's your favourite meal to eat because you like it? The, the very fact that you've just... What's your favourite bread? White. I think... No, I just think, James, you know, like comfort so- food, isn't it? It's just like you can have a slap no, a bit of butter and white toast. I've got, but I tell you what, I'm not going to lie, Sean. I am sorry for mocking you just then, James. But my answer is going to be quite similar. I think if if I, if if there's no budget, we're talking here. I'm going a very very nice sour sour as you like sourdough, right? But um, yeah, like the, the new type of bread we get here now called toasty. Yeah, it's like extra thick, and it's yeah. made chemically in yeah. a lab. Yeah, that's the stuff. So that so that's that, the one. I'm when you toast about. it. The middle bit still stays stays soft, and it is the fucking best. And that, it, you like you said, too much food. butter on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah just good. so much. It's like dripping with butter, loads of peanut butter, marmite, whatever. Fuck, it's the uh, and like for can you can get it from Lidl for seventy five p, and it's the best fucking bread. And it's like <laughs> I don't know how they do it because you could buy a loaf for three quid from that bakery near yours, Sean, and it's like it's good, but it's not fucking toasty, man. <laughs> <laughs> um. Like, there's so many answers, though. Like, I mean, because, like, we haven't even gotten into crumpet territory yet. Like, it's bread, though. Yeah, it is Crump- a bread, though. But I'm, I, let's talk, let's about? just, let's talk loaves. Because uh, right. otherwise, we're getting too big right, there. Tiger, split tin. Split tin's pretty ping. What's split tin? Oh, you know the, you know the one you get from the bakery that's, like, got ears, isn't it? Oh, those, oh, yeah. The way you cut off a huge fucking doorstop and have a bacon sandwich. That's yeah. It, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That's the fucking shit, man. Yeah. That's the stuff, man. God, I love bread. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, we've got one more. It comes in from Cuckold the Clown. He says, I have a problem. When I play, 
I always get annoyed with GMs because usually it's one of my players who doesn't normally do it. What? When I play, I always get annoyed with GMs because usually it's one of my players who doesn't normally do it and they aren't great. That really hurts. What is he saying? No, so he gets he's, annoyed he's with the GMs. He's saying he gets annoyed that with GMs aren't because good at it. He, yeah, oh, he gets annoyed with shitty GMs. And it's usually his players that do the GMing and he doesn't like it because he's Because he's, he's there okay. forever, GM. Yeah. And then every once in a while, one of his pals will do it and they're rubbish. Okay. And we've experienced one of those. No, in fact, I, in fact, I can give a good example of somebody that will never get offended by it because they will never listen to this. We'll get into that in a minute. Ace, we'll finish your question. Uh, it's all, oh, let me check the rule. No, I think you know where I'm going with this. Anyway, his question continues. It's all, his question continues. It's all, oh, let me check the rules. Or they spend 10 minutes preparing for each fight. I never let my players know this, but I do combat by hits, not by damage. Tend to use 4 or 5 HP equals 1 hit. So if a monster has 3d6 plus 3 HP, that's an average of 12 HP, so that takes 4 or 5 hits. So he just does it, he doesn't bother tracking HP um, in boss fights. So he just does it by, if you've hit it 5 times, it's going down. It's annoying because um, it sounds like Ace is a really good GM, and his players don't really appreciate... No, just don't pick up what he's laid down work. because he's not sharing his secrets. Because GM secrets are quite big. Yeah, they can. Yeah, they, they can. Are. I mean, I mean, they let's, are, let's, we do please. share. We do share tips, though. Yeah, we do because we run a fucking podcast. No, that, but, yeah, we do. Oh, yeah, um, we do. Well, we, shut up a minute. We run a poddy. Um, no, no, shut up. A pot, yeah. Don't call it a poddy ever again, mate. That's pathetic. Um, but I'm <laughs> <the>, choking. <laughs> Sean knows I have a problem with certain names of things and it fucking winds me up like one of the things he says a dessert at Domino's called Chocky Chunks and it, it winds <laughs> yeah that's Chocky yeah yeah um, anyway his question is kind of two things right he says that he hate, he gets annoyed with GMs that are that do it rarely and it's a problem yeah but so yeah. we'll we'll sort that out and then we'll talk about right, the hits for let's bosses let's sift through that right because like he sift you've got to but let's be honest you've got to start let's sift right because you've got to start somewhere and those players are starting somewhere. Oh, and no, I yeah. used I used Good to point. be a, a bit of no offense, Ace, but I used to be a bit of a snob like you. And then I realised that sometimes you it's not not about lowering your expectations, but it's also about letting that person do the things they do good and then giving them friendly critique, right? Yeah, definitely. But but my God, was Nick's first game terrible? It was my. Oh, and he knows that though. I know he. I know. I know he knows it, but I don't think he knows. Well. He, oh, he definitely learned yeah, from it. Did. Yeah. So, so the no, thing that's is, that's the best learning curve for him because um, he's fucking great. Like, also, um, I agree. I agree. I agree. But this is what I'm saying. So, I feel what Ace is saying because it was bad. But the thing is, he cut it off early, learned from it, and became amazing. Right. But, but, but. I think Ace is saying that they're consistently. They're, they're, yeah, they'll, they'll GM and they'll come back and they're still bad. Um. So it leads me to say, think that. Uh, his players don't really. I mean, they're not learning from the experiences. They're not. They're not learning from not the learning, experiences. Not maybe. Also, Ace, you're probably gonna like like um, Harrison said, you learn, and James as well. Actually, you're gonna probably have to like teach them a few things, maybe in a convenient area. Maybe but it's also, time to to share share some tips and share what you liked and didn't like. I mean, they, it's always ev- good getting feedback single... at the end of a campaign or even mid because well, Harrison's extremely fucking uh, paranoid. So every session he's like, yeah, was that good? Was that good? And like, all, 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 we're going nuts. We're always, time, like. we're always saying, yeah, it's, it, you know, it's, it's I thought good. you, you uh, no, but yes, I, it, it may not sound it on this podcast, but I am, I am really, I don't know what you call it, was it? Not confident. 
Yeah. But the thing is, is um, well, I do try hard at least. But, but the, yeah. So the point is, it's good to it's good to ask for feedback, uh, even at every session. And it's so good. It's also good to give give it. Yeah. And if there's genuine stuff, like um, we gave uh, one of our friends who ran us a, uh, something from a book, and we gave him a tip saying, one of your best sessions are one where you made it up on the spot. So yeah, do that's more what of I'm that. talking about, positive reinforcement, isn't it? Yeah. Instead of instead of saying what you don't like, really talk out the bits you liked yeah. and, and, and tell, tell them how, how much you yeah, love. I really them. like that bit. You know what you could do to support it? They'll like notice. Overshadowing the shit bit, saying what you could do to support it is this thing that I do because they, they will notice that you haven't mentioned the other bit but they're unlikely they're less likely to be offended because you're just going to go that bit was fucking awesome there is yeah. like times in probably in your life where that's not going to happen like if you play one of Guy McDonald's games for example or no that's it yeah well you have listen obviously that's going to be a problem if you have literally nothing positive to say and uh, you know that campaign you just mentioned was kind of similar it was most of the games there was not really anything to say was there not next one someone else's because um, next one did have good bits but the yeah. the uh, yeah my I god thought, yeah the story had a lot but there was just uh, I think it was yeah bogged down a bit of setup and and uh, but the, the, and the misunderstanding the, of the technical side of the system the let me just check the rules stuff man whoa it's so funny and Nick Nick admits to this himself but and for those that don't know he's a previous host on this show a friend of ours and he he um he will bookmark everything in the book that he thinks you might need to the point where do you know those little sticky yeah. notes that you can put yeah. his is, it looks like his book's got hair because it's got so many of them and then but I'll tell you what that prep was was great but he just didn't know how to refer to it quick quickly yeah. and he would get so flustered and, he, and he'd always say it. he'd be like after the game he'd be like, sorry about that lads so I was and, and even he said it on this podcast so if I'm trying to find something during a game I'm never going to fucking find it that's my Nick impression. Um, but if it went, but if I was doing it outside, I gotta fucking do. But, um, but yeah, I mean, he got flustered, and it's like, yeah. But everyone needs to start somewhere. I think the positive reinforcement thing is the way to go, isn't it? Really? Mm. Um, what do you guys make of um, his thing about uh, just uh, tracking hits, not HP? I feel like oh, it's no. uh, Sean hates it because he's by the book. I no. feel like it's good to use for situations. I wouldn't use it all the time. For yeah. quick fights, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Why not just have ke- and all yeah. get killed in one hit? Yeah, if it's a random encounter, I mean, that, that's fine. Depending on what it is, the hit hit count is is a really good option. I mean, Savage Worlds kind of solves it because it's got it's got wounds that and most count, most really. goons will die in one hit. And I, I mean, think that's a really good way to do encounters. It's debatable, isn't it? But that's uh, what's debatable. No, James said that's a hit counter, isn't it? It, it, it is essentially well, a hit. To, it's like it's like how much above a criteria a requirement. Don't you? Yeah, yeah, but right, if it, and if you get if you get a hit in that wounds them, they die. So yeah, yeah, you know, it's 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 similar. I mean, it's not quite the same as just every time you beat their AC, they take one damage. But I know people that hate this, but his players don't know that that's what he's doing. So, oh, Ace man. I don't know. Is it bad? Because they don't know. They they're all rolling and they're going mental when they get a nice big hit on a monster because they're rolling high damage, but they just don't know. I don't know. I'll, yeah, spit. No, 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 that's fine. Situational. I, feel, I fully support it. I think it's acceptable. But if you're using it all the time, maybe don't. No, yeah, yeah. that's that's it, isn't it. Yeah, totally. yeah, yeah. Why not? Definitely. If there's a foe that's like one hit kill because it got one HP, now, let that play out. I did hear on another podcast called Saving the Game, which doesn't run anymore, but it's really fucking good. It's a Christian RPG podcast of all things, but it's actually really fucking good. One of the hosts was saying that she, um, 
the, the monsters don't have HP. She doesn't even track hits. Like they'll do, they'll be doing the hits, but when the monster dies, it's plot based. So if you're that, playing D and D, it will, it will, the monster's gonna die when it seems dramatically good to do so. So, so it'll be like everyone will be hitting it. Everyone will be hitting it for a good like twenty minute period. Someone gets a crit. Someone gets a crit. That's when the monster's gonna die. So but she doesn't tell them that's what she's doing. We'll She'll just say. <gasps> Wow, you got a crit. Oh my god, you rolled like damage. Sorry. It dies. So we're just... Like, why are they not... Why... What's the point of playing the game, then? No, but that... Um, I, I, I get where she's coming from. But again, I think that's situational. Maybe you can do that at a con game. Yeah, it's very... But right. I don't think you could... You should do it as a fully but also, campaign. You, you maybe you could do it run it for kids or something. That, that's fine. Yes. No, there's also another situation where you can use that. that and it's only one specific situation. Apart from those two that you mentioned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so why did I say one at the beginning of that? So but, three specific um, situations. So uh, sometimes you're going to have to gauge boredom, not boredom, but like sometimes you if might... If the fight's dragging on. Yeah, if the fight drags or if you feel like it might drag in the future. I'm almost certain Sean's never done this, but I'm almost certain that you difficult. and I have probably done it. But that where, where you know a fight's yeah. dragging on, you've given your monster way too many hit points, you just halve it on the fly. Yeah, yeah, everyone's done that. Yeah, because yeah, you, you, you get did it in Solomon Kane, I remember. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for example, the monster you're fighting at the moment in our campaign has 200 hit points. Might have been too many, but good luck. Yeah, I definitely did chewed up some of my uh, combat ratings on purpose. I was like, that's too OP, but it makes sense because you should be able to no. defeat it. Yeah. But the current caliber of everyone is a bit of shit so I turned them down yeah that's, oh, that's, yeah, you, that's a good point no, no everyone does, it's, it's, it's like not not where not to where you're going I want them to succeed this encounter like you still want it to be a challenge yeah. but sometimes you make an encounter that's way too fucking challenging and you go you, you, the, yeah, it, you read it by a the round book. plays out yeah. and you're like you're like yeah the book's telling me this should be a decent normal balanced encounter but you and I hate balanced encounter sorry but like a, a, a good challenging encounter but you look um, but then when you start playing out you're like oh fuck this is ridiculous and maybe you just won't use one of the monster's abilities or you halve their HP or you'll lower their AC by one or whatever just it's because just, you because it's like everything looks good on paper but on balance when you get it to the game you're like no nah, I don't know because the moment you're play testing is when you're actually running it for the people exactly so so people change tiny details on the fly all the time mm. it's not trying to go it's, it's more just correcting yourself so, so ultimately I, uh, is it alright then Cause to change change the entire details to where they just die when the GM in, says they do in those specific situations that we listed yeah yeah alright fair enough with, uh, definitely, if you're playing with children, uh, which play you're ro- role playing games with children, I would not like. Well, I have, just to be clear, actually, like you have. What? Well, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. You d- he did it. He did it for his exes. Oh, I did do that as well. I was I was referring to James's daughter, but you haven't you haven't GM'd for Layla. I've played with. Like played with. She's been a player, and Sean's been a player. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. Sorry, I'm an idiot. Yep. But I also did that as well. But that because of her presence there, that episode actually had quite a different flavour as well, and it was really good. Mm. She was younger yeah, at the time. Um, yeah, that's cool, man. That was a good podcast. Good. Well done. Right. Right. Thank you very much for your questions. Really loved them this time, and I really want to have a piece of toast. Um, and uh, yeah, if you want to send your questions in, go to the Discord. The link is in the description, and uh, there's a question submissions thread in there. You can submit them anytime, although people usually do when I ask for them. 
Shall we do an outro? Yeah. Are you guys ready to roll? wrong when people order f- filet mignon and they say fillet mignon <laughs> <laughs> um, no because I think if you're ordering a filet mignon no because no no you know, you know what they say do you know what they say about like drill rappers for example using certain words like chef and quef like I queffed him up like things like that and people say don't say that because that's not proper English but that's culture so people that say fillet mignon that is just their culture isn't it yeah, but is it also appropriate to order egg fried rice at a Chinese restaurant and say, oh, I would like egg fly lie? If you're Chinese, it is. Ah. If you're any other... Just, just like, Have you been doing that to Eugene all this time? All Eugene this time. is a bloke, you know, that runs a Chinese restaurant. Eugene Nacker, isn't it? Eugene Nacker. He's now in jail for tax fraud. <laughs> no, uh, that is not his name. Um, but yeah, so because like some people do say Philip Mingmong. That's the same as going. Like, can I have a can I have a croissant? Croissant. Yeah, I say. Croissant. I say croissant, man. Yeah, but but you wouldn't. Because we're not in France, would you? We're not in France. But it's not. It's not Ming Mong. <laughs> I know it's. For, I don't think anyone really says Philip Ming Mong. Why don't you just say steak? <laughs> Give me a fucking steak. Or filet mignon. Sean, are you the type of? Are you the type of person? Are you? Are you the type of person <laughs> that when they're on holiday in France, they ask for a Coke and a French accent or whatever? Like, say, Le Coq. Excuse me, mate, you got any chips? Can I have Le Chips, please? <laughs> Can I have some Le Onion and Le Garlic? No, that's no garlic. That's basically. None of that foreign muck. That's basically what my dad used to do, though. Like, Your dad, but not Harrison's. Not my one. Um, well, like, because we're brothers. No, but we, we're, we're in the same room, so you say our dad. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he, it, to be fair, he wouldn't have ordered chips. It would just be beer and... Uh, hops. Um, extra hops. Un beer. beer-o, please-o. <laughs> <laughs> he, he genuinely probably would have said that to me. If we found a pint glass, held it up and went... Eh. Eh. Fill it up! Oi! It's, it's, Jose! It's literally what you <laughs> Get your fucking ass and gear! Like, if you think of terrible British tourists, that that's him. him. Yeah. That's him. What are we doing? Free right, to rpgpod at gmail.com. Email us, us, but don't because we will never respond. What about X? I was. We're on X. We're not. We actually, we are on X, but just, yeah, do follow on there if you want to get updated when new episodes come out. Cause, that's uh, pretty much all it does. That's all it does. It's just <laughs> James has set up, it's got an algorithm in there. It sometimes tweets the word Philip Mingmon. We don't know why. Does it yeah. exit now? What? Go. No, on. it's still tweeting. No, you still say tweet. You can't exit. Oh, I hate what's, it. What's Facebook saying, though? Yeah, Facebook, you can go in there. Facebook's um, alright. Sometimes but, we update. Um, but do join the Discord, because that's Discord where... Discord gets used mostly oh, by Harrison. Yeah, because we... Go, uh, I'm, 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 on I'm there never the t- on there. I'm on there all the time. We're hanging out. Sean's sometimes on there, uh, where he bizarrely posts... What did you post? Somebody asked for a PDF or something. You gave them a link to like a Google... Like a Word document or something. I didn't. Sometimes I come in and like post a funny meme and then leave in it and... But yeah, all the people on there, and if you want to submit questions, you can go there. Also, 3T RPG Publishing on DriveThruRPG, that Fantasy Star product is going to be dropping real soon, so you're going to want to get that, because it's fucking, it's amazing. 
and the writing is fucking perfect, and the bloke who wrote it is the best in the world. So sexy. So if you can't, if you don't, if you don't buy that, you're a fucking idiot. Uh-oh. You're the type of person that would say Philip Mingmong. I'm. I'm sorry, so late in the game, but are you going to have to change all the imagery? That's going to be hard work, isn't it? I intend to change them ever so slightly. Using AI. So no, I have yeah all the imagery that is currently because I actually have had the book made. Like it's almost pretty much done. Um, but I've got all placeholder art in there, so um, which I just stole from. Yeah, the we knew that. Oh, I didn't. Yes, placeholder. You I'm told gonna... us like immediately. My friend's doing some of the artwork, and my really... brother-in-law. Oh, it looks really nice, though. It's... It does, yeah. but the artwork's going to be changed, and uh, yeah. So, but of course, that is going to be the case. Why are you even saying this? Because like I thought you didn't really think about it. Wow, that's cunty. <laughs> that is cunty. I thought you didn't really think about it. It's not like you've ever written any RPG ever in your life. Uh, yeah, no, I but they, the, the thing is, all of those did have that. stolen artwork in them, so fair enough. <laughs> no, they don't. They actually don't. See, I actually even include the licenses for the images I use. You're a good guy, man. I know. I'm, I'm not like everyone else in Drive to RPG. Anyway, look, this has gone on too long. Let's uh, let's say goodbye. I don't want to say goodbye. Bye. I oh, know, I've got to go back uh, to being a bag lonely. of dicks. B I G H. Big. Bye. Bye. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, I've been Harrison Hunt. I've been James Clark. I've been Sean Hunt, Shut the best up. one. Shut uh, up. I'm the best one. And remember, no, I'm the best one. And rem- no, I'm the best one. Shut and up. And remember that D20s are cool, but 20Ds, now that's a good time. Sure. I'm the best one. Yeah.